Q-A-M. You can kiss my rear end. She was an intern for the president. Early on, she wasn't sure what it meant, but he would show her. Just a chance to show her. He took her on a tour of the Oval Place. And when they were through, he held her by her face and he said, Lower. Oh! Those are 36 boxes they were unloading into that big limo yesterday. 36 boxes. I just have never seen anything that vivid and that massive. Big boxes, baby. And now everybody's all hyperventilating and all the politicians are running for cover and the reports going up to the Congress and bada beep, bada boop, bada bop. And it's all the same crap. There's nothing about Whitewater. There's nothing about Filegate. There's nothing about Travelgate. They couldn't nail him on anything except uh, covering up uh, an affair with some bitch. That's the whole damn thing. And we got 36 boxes of evidence, and now everybody's in a panic, and the market is down 256 points already, and it's only been open like a half an hour. And the Nasdaq's down 52 and dropping like a rock. I told you guys on Monday, don't get sucked into this buying crap, okay? Wait for them to bottom out. Wait for the market to get out about, like, the Dow to get down to 500. And then we'll get in there and uh, have some buy buying opportunities. Hey, we did a what's your beef. I'm going to tell you right now. Put that damn morning show to shame. That's right. We got assholes out there calling here, calling this number over here. I have no idea why. I must have taken... We took more calls there from a quarter to ten till ten o'clock than we did all day yesterday. And they were great. In fact, we gave away some fried chicken and watermelon to one brother out there, and he's a happy and a pig and slop. Didn't we? In fact, he's charging on his MasterCard, which they turned him down for. Sorry, bro. But at any rate, uh, man, we got so much crap going on here today. We're just, we got the Marlins game coming up, I guess. Did the Marlins lose again last night? Uh-huh. Did they blow another lead last night, an 8-5 to five lead? They lost 9-8? to eight? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Does it make any difference? Oh, and by the way, yesterday, of course, we had a bum steer as usual from Paul Harvey Jr., our good friend. But uh, he was more accurate than some others. Do you know what I'm saying? 
He was a little premature. It's in court court. That's right. A little premature. He's always had that problem. But nevertheless, I mean, all these two press conferences with that Don... That Don Smiley thing was an award winner. Oh! Thanks to us. But that press conference and the Dave Dombrowski one where he signed for five more years is all a prelude to saying the deal is done. John Henry's buying the team, et cetera, and so on. Oh! And we say thank God for that. We're excited as hell about that. We are foaming at the mouth about that. We're so damn excited. By the way, great job. Great job by New Times. Brian Norcross, hype that hurricane. you got to get New Times. you got to go out and actually see this. And they've made up a whole bunch of letters to Brian. It says, thanks to Bonnie and Danielle, Brian Norcross, South Florida's favorite weatherman in a catastrophe, once again managed to muscle his way to center stage. And once there, he greedily ho hogged airtime like an emphysema patient in an oxygen tent. As his hurricane coverage showed, Norcross still hasn't lost his special talent for breathless, panic-mongering hyperbole. Inexplicably, though, his viewers seem to lap it up. That is, what viewers he has at the lowest-rated news program in this second-tier market. As a random survey of his recent mail revealed, Norcross may be more popular than ever. And then I got a bunch of whole uh, fabricated letters here to Brian, which are beautiful, which I'll only read you one to give you a, 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 a jizz of the matter. Dear Brian, I'm confused. I know from watching your special reports that the safest room in the house during a hurricane is the bathroom, and that for added protection I should get down in my bathtub. Anybody ever get down in the bathtub? Uh -huh. I'll bet. Since tubs are so sturdy, you've uh, suggested that I drag my mattress into the bathroom and use it to cover up the top of the tub once I get inside. But I've also heard you say that I can use my tub to stir water because water is like gold after a hurricane. Brian, when the storm hits, am I supposed to get into my tub while it's full of water? And if I cover the top of it with a mattress, won't I drown? <laughs> All right, there you go. Mr. Hysteria, nice going for new times, even though oh! even though they stole all the ideas from me as usual. And I'm, I'm just not pseudo-intellectual enough for them. They don't like me at new times. The other one, what's, which used to be uh, XS, which is now, what is it, City uh, Link? City, City Link. Link. City See, City. again, once again. Yeah, I was choking on my talk, though. We're down 260 points. Anybody worried about it? No. No way. Get it way down there, man. Get it way down so we can afford to all buy stock. We have got so much crap going on. The most important thing that I'm going to talk about today, and, and listen, don't worry about that stupid phone. Let me uh, just take one. Do we got any What's Your Beef calls? WQAM, What's Your Beef? Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, sir? You got a beef? A beef? Yeah. Yeah, my beef is with a little suck-ass Geldy. Yeah. I can't stand the way he backs off Hank. I mean, it's pitiful. He did what? He backs off. I mean, Hank comes, tears him a new asshole. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, you know, Hank, I'm sorry. I didn't say that. You know, because he's a little quizzling. That's he's why. He's a little twerp. Geldy, you were twerp. Hank will pick him up in his left hand and squash him like a gnat. I'm telling you. It's in fact, Geldy is hilarious. hung like a gnat. Can I call somebody a douchebag? He's hung like a gelding, yes? Danny Demitzak, you're a douchebag. Okay, thanks, sir. Thanks. Excellent call. I, I, I'm sitting there on my... Uh, thrown this morning, scouring through our two yokel newspapers, as I usually do, which doesn't take very long, just long enough to take a good and that's it. And I came across an article in the 400th part of a 10 million part series that the Herald is their usual uh, ethnic division thing here, and now that they got this uh, Cuban editor of the paper, I mean, it's all we got now is Cuba to this, and Fidel Latin, and bada-beep, bada-boop, bada-boop, So, uh, can we talk race and ethnicity in South Florida? This is the fourth in a 10 million part series in which South Floridians from a variety of backgrounds will discuss the impact of race and ethnicity on their lives. And you are not going to believe in your wildest dreams who is featured in this thing today. Anybody remember that great, those great old days with Emmy Schaefer and Mark Benson and the Citizens for Dade United? Uh -huh. Yeah, there you go. The anti-bilingual days uh -huh. when we were being inundated with merry illegal uh, aliens here? <clears throat> 
and we had nothing to do, no other control over it, so we tried to do a little something. I say we because I was involved then, and I make no apologies for that because I know what it was intended to be, but unfortunately a lot of zealots jumped on the bandwagon, including one Enos the Penis Shira. There's his picture there. He's had it, he says. Enos Shira helped bring about the 1980 referendum that declared English Miami-Dade County's official language. And this is one of the most incredible... I might even read the whole goddamn article. I'm so worked up, pissed off, and fired up about this. I mean, are you ever going to give it a rest? No. The same... Just people who are obsessed working their entire lives fighting upstream against uh, the inevitable, okay? No. God. The last paragraph in his article, this is the best. This is the greatest. And it goes on about how he was called names and beaten and this and that, called a, a xenophobic, hysterical asshole. Well, we all know. He's an asshole. We know that. Enos Shira. And don't ever call us again. He used to be so chronic on this show. I mean, just chronic. And uh, we could be talking about uh, Mark McGuire, you know, breaking the home run record. And Enos Shira would call us. Well, yeah, but you know something? I bet you that if he was Cuban, they would have really made a big deal about it. Get out of here already. Just obsessed. In the last, and he says that he tunes into Spanish radio and listens, even though he only, only knows about 200 words, as in mierda, which he knows well. He gets the general jizz of what they say. They call us norte-americanos as opposed to regular Americans, he says. And that pisses him off. He's pissed off and fired up. But the last paragraph, this is the best. He says, when I publish my book, which is a master plan for the retaking of America in Dade County, that's going to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's going to be in there that Maurice Ferre once said that within, in 1982, Maurice Ferre said, within 10 years, there will not be a word of English spoken in this town. Well, I think he was right. Huh? Well, we're just barely under the county line. We're just right at the county line there, close enough to Broward to escape. That's right. When you publish your book, it's going to be called I Am Enos the Penis. You call that a penis? Exactly. Good point. I mean, just, just one-dimensional, obsessed, no-life, Hawking a China, the same old tired crap. I say we change the language to Yiddish oh! in uh, Dayton Broward. That's what I say. Didn't it used to be? Katsahoy seen us. Yeah, it used to be on the beach till all those uh, foreigners moved in. It's a lot to the advertisements. Isn't that great? The God Squad is out there, even on a goddamn bill. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. That traffic's piling up bad because I just said goddamn uh, highways. And it, it's just part of the same intolerant mentality. No matter where you go, they want to shove it in your puss, even though you know it's a bunch of crap and it's ridiculous. I mean, if there was a God, would there be a Ron with a Prozac? Of course not. By the way, Ron, don't ever call here again. We're going to send a big black guy named Ben with fried chicken and watermelon in your house. In fact, I have a feeling that Ron's got big watermelons in the house instead of pit seeds inside. It's got Prozac tablets in there where all the seeds go. He is the pits. I want to talk to him, by the way, if he calls back, which you know he will. Is that him? No? Come on, Ron. We want to talk to you today, very briefly. Marketing God in hopes of turning... Because oh, he's already called 600 times this morning off the air... In hopes of turning attention to religion, an anonymous ad campaign stimulates straight talk from the man upstairs. Oh, God. Come on, Ron. Where the hell are you? Let's go. He's the only guy I want to talk to. I got too much crap here. I'll take calls much later on. I got a million things I want to do here, but I want to talk to Ron. Maybe he already blew his brains out. Oh, God, you think? Hey, Ron. (laughs) We're just kidding, Ron, aren't we? No. See, when when I agree to talk to him, he won't call. What a bastard. See how relentless they are? Even Ron with the Prozac won't call and talk to me. What? Oh, is that him? One moment, please. All right, there he is. How you doing, Ron? Hi, Neil. How you doing? Okay. Hey, I missed you, man. You got any good Prozac for us, Ron? No, but you like my letter? Well, I like your letter. Your litter? My letter. Your litter? 
Do you have cats, Ron? Do you have little cats running around the house? No, just a child. Do you have, like, red ants running up and down your legs? No, just a child. Uh Uh-huh. Just a child? A child. Child? Yeah, a child. A sow? Yeah. What is it? It's a child. A chow? Yeah, he takes Prozac. Your dog takes Prozac, too. Every day you have a parakeet, you feed it Prozac? No, 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 no. No, no, no? I just enjoy no. your show. You make me laugh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, let me ask you something, Ron. Why do you keep calling here when George tells you that if you ever call us again, we're going to come over there and blow your brains out? Why do you keep insisting on calling us, Ron? We don't want like to talk to you. We, I, but I we don't want to talk to you. Does anybody else talk to you? No. Do you have any friends? Not really. Well, we better talk to you then, shouldn't we, Ron? Yeah. Do you have a gun? No. Oh, come on. You're, there's a no, good gun shop on 441. What is it? My brother wouldn't let me have one. How old are you, Ron? Sure there's a kitchen uh, night 33. Around. Oh, 33. Well, you got a long way to I go. I just turned 33 just last turned August. Just turned 33. Well, happy birthday. Oh, last August. Yeah. This past August yeah. or last August? Past August. Past? Yeah. Last? Yeah. Okay, well, give your child a big kiss on the puss and call us again in about two weeks, okay, Ron? Okay. Just All keep right, listening. I'll let, I'll let you know when to call, okay? Uh, hey, Neil, can you do that Neil God thing? Keep, keep listening. I'll let you know when to call. Okay. Only call when I give you the signal, okay, Ron? It's uh, between you and us. Okay, It's no between problem. us and you, okay? All right, good night. Say hi uh, to your uh, thing. See, that was fine. He's okay. <laughs> He's even feeding his dog Prozac. Oh! Hey, not a bad idea. Got some spare for a little lament pen? All right. Can I get back to this marketing god thing and stop at all this other fault? Or all we got a damn radio show to do here. The man upstairs, it says, if you think gridlock on South Florida roads is reaching biblical proportions, you should see the billboards, god damn it. Keep using my name in vain, I'll make rush hour longer, sign God, it says on Sample Road in Pompano Beach. What part of thou shalt, uh, thou shalt not didn't you understand, sign God on Interstate 95 in Fort Lauderdale on I-95. That's right, the Almighty is talking to you and thousands of other commuters on billboards and buses all over Broward County as part of a six-figure, slightly irreverent ad campaign to get people to turn to religion, to turn to... Neil, God! The idea isn't to preach to people, but to position God as a regular guy. Oh, there we go with that sexist crap again. God is a guy who created woman only as an afterthought so that man would have some uh, somebody to keep him busy with. I mean, out of the rib. He created man, even though George says man's nipples aren't very erotic. But nevertheless, and there's nothing about a man that's sexual except maybe his penis. But other than that, then he created woman out of a rib, just to, so that man would have some something to keep him occupied and some way to uh, reproduce. Which, why didn't he think of that in the beginning, by the way? Shouldn't he have known that? Did he create, like, the male chow first and then the female chow later on? He created a male and a female all at once. That God, man, is, he is all screwed up. He's just a regular guy, see? He is. He's a regular guy. He's not perfect. He's got all kinds of problems. He tries this, he tries that, and nothing ever goes right, goddammit. At any rate, uh, the playfully pious plugs went up on nine billboards. The outside of 100 buses and the inside of 200 more on September 1st will remain for three months the price tag. Smith wouldn't say, but the Broward County Transit said the bus ads cost about $36,000. People are starving to death. This is a sin. Somebody's going to burn on that lake of fire for wasting this money. We got homeless people. We got people starving to death. We got Ryan who can't even afford any more goddamn Prozac because he's feeding it all to his damn dog. And they're wasting 36 grand on that. The billboard company, Outdoor Systems, estimates a sign on I-95 costs between 8 and 15 grand a month. That's just for one month. That's just for one sign for one month. So we're talking maybe about 100 grand here at least for starters. Which is absolutely unfreaking believable. People are starving to death, and you're putting up billboards and bus signs that people should be hawking and chining about. And not only that, but they're threatening people. That's right. If you take my name and name in vain, it's that wrathful God again who keeps getting pissed off. He must listen to that morning show. 
God definitely listens to the morning show because he says... Pissed off. When I hear someone say that. Exactly, that's what God says. And he says, if you say take my name in vain, or if you, like, uh, scratch your nose, or if you diddle around with Enrique's, uh, if you blow his nose, huh? Wouldn't that be disgusting? They wouldn't put that on channel, I guarantee you that. They wouldn't put that on Whammy. Well, Enrique's got his nose in a very strange place. It looks like a nose. Anybody ever have glasses on their... Well, maybe if they're... Cockeyed? Oh, jeez, I can't believe you said that. There you go. So we got uh, God billboards, we got God bus signs, we got God all over the goddamn place. And if you're wondering why traffic is so bad out there, stop cursing, goddammit. Stop all the cursing, will you please? And then maybe traffic will, like, lighten up and open up. It's just like when, uh, who was it? Moses, Abraham, uh, Solomon, Joseph, uh, Jehoshaphat, who was it? Moses opened up the Red Sea there with one flick of a finger. He went like this, and the whole damn thing parted. Gave him the high sign. Oh, by the way, speaking of giving the high sign, I'm coming to work this morning. And out there on the county line, not on, on uh, Honey Hill Road, which is Ives Dairy, and which is also 199. Because in Miami-Dade County, we not only have to have two names for the county, but every street's got to have at least three or four names to keep you confused. To keep Enos the penis in Dade County so he can't get out. Yeah, he's just locked in. He can't get out. He's fighting the good fight. He's, uh, in fact, maybe, and maybe he'll run off with Ron. What a match made in heaven that would be, Enos the penis. But I'm coming uh, to work this morning, and uh, there's a uh, school zone up there, which uh, they go flying through there. And I want to salute the Miami-Dade, the uh, Metro cops. Oh! Okay? Not just because we got that nice letter yesterday, and we saved the business card in case we ever get a ticket and we need it. But because this morning they're out there, they were under that overpass, over the underpass. They were, like, milling around there. They had an operation going on that was great. See, I'm not one of these people that's big on uh, all these speed traps, unless it's in an area where people's behavior is dangerous and aberrant, and that particular area would be bad. It'd be bad. You come barreling through there, and there's a school zone that comes up on you immediately. And they're like all these little kids, you know, trying not to get killed crossing the road. And people just come barrel-assing through there on their way to get their watermelon and fried chicken, whatever they're on their way to do. And they just come zooming through there. And being the end, you know, so this morning they're all jammed in there, and I'm slowing down. And the uh, cops look at me. I give them the uh, thumbs up, and he gives me, no, one of these is what he can thumb up. Not this one, this one. Damn it. Oh, don't say that. So nice going, guys. You see, unlike Plantation, where they put a speed trap on Hiatus Road, where there are no there are no sidewalks, there's no pedestrian traffic, there are no houses, there's no nothing. It's just a speed trap with a very low, with a ridiculous speed limit out of 35 miles an hour, like shooting fish in a barrel. So unlike in Plantation, where they set up these stupid, idiotic speed traps in places where there was no need for them, at least over here they're doing it in a spot where people deserve to get nailed, including those assholes who go zooming through. I can't, I just can't believe those people. I mean, let me ask you this. When you see that everybody has slowed down to 15 miles an hour, and you're going 60 and weaving in and out trying to work your way through, doesn't that ever dawn on you that maybe there's a reason that these people are going so slow? No. Is that ever your mind? No. Oh, you're in a hurry, is that it? Uh-huh. Oh, I'm sorry. They're in a hurry. they got to get somewhere real fast before KFC, uh, you know, cuts off that special on those chicken uh, cheddar tenders or whatever that thing is. Those look really good if they didn't have that breading on the outside. Anyway, it's 1025. Yeah, I love that. Chicken with cheddar cheese melted on the inside. Mmm. 1025 at 5. QAM. Oh, God. Coming this fall to CBS, it's Rescue 411. Rescue 411, hello. Help, help. I got a vibrator stuck in me. <laughs> Bummer. Where? In the bedroom. No, no, no. Where is it stuck in you? Listen, I need an ambulance quick. Well, what make is the vibrator? I don't know. It's inside me. Don't you have the owner's manual? Just a minute. 
Oh, uh, let's see. We have a San Pedro. No, it's a San Yo. Oh, Santa Barbara. That's in the 805 area code. No, no, damn it, it hurts. It's a San Yo. It's a San Yo. Oh, San Diego. Rescue 411. Quick, send an ambulance. It hurts and it's on full speed. From CBS. Help. Pick it up Where? Okay, 1029 at 560. Boy, I tell you, since Sally left town, those paramedics have been bored to death. Bored stiff. So I got to uh, tell you a little bit about this upcoming hockey season. Even beyond, this isn't even uh, hockey talk necessarily, because this last season was a really ugly and nasty and divisive experience for me. And I've already made up my mind, especially after receiving three psychotic phone calls at home yesterday, that I'm not going to go through that same crap again this year. And especially after hearing Joe Rose this morning, the little dog, doing a whole Arby's live spot and dedicating to my cheap-ass friend Jeff Rimmer. He did a whole spot this morning talking about what a cheap uh, prick Rimmer is. How do you like that? And I'm the one that gets all the grief and all the phone calls at home. But anyway, before I get into that, uh, all you season ticket holders out there in the beautiful new Macarena in Broward, this Saturday is Come See Your Seat Day, this Saturday, September 12th, from noon to 4. And I decided, since I got my tickets in my parking lot, why the hell not go, even though I've already seen it, already put my big fat rectum in my seat, and said, man, this is great. I think I'm going to go over there and see it again. Why the hell not? I think we deserve to go over there and just uh, take a little look around. I already marked the Ray Whitney spot there. How you doing, Ray? Oh. Ray's back in town. Nice to hear about that. My hero. But uh, that's going to be great. The arena's beautiful. And you know something? That asshole, that old fart that called me yesterday, that grizzled, old, miserable, nasty prick that called me yesterday with that song and a dance about, well, uh, you know, you're a hypocrite and you're subsidizing. I'm not subsidizing anybody, okay? And if I could smuggle in my own sodas, I wouldn't spend a couple of bucks for one of Wayne's sodas. Oh, but but uh, I'm doing the best I can. But this company is buying my tickets, and I'm a hockey fan oh. and a Molson's man oh. and whatever the hell goes with that. And if you don't like it, stick it up your ass, okay? Go to elope with Sally. Go to Chicago with Sally. Get out of my face. Get out of my puss, you. So I think I'll check that out. And then next Saturday, a week from this Saturday, the 19th, is going to be a sneak peek hockey fest from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. all day. It's open to anybody who wants to attend. It's free to all. And the day will feature endless entertainment opportunities, tours of the entire building, player autographs. Uh, you can shower with Ray Whitney, and lots more will be going on a week from this Saturday. So who knows if I might even check that out. But I doubt it, because I won't be here. But at any rate, uh, getting back to this thing, you know, we had all that divisiveness, and we had the uh, we had those real pussies there on the morning show, and even Joe Rose turned into a real uh, pansy there at the end of the thing and sucked up. But after that phony controversy with Brian Murray and the coaches show and all, well, thank God Terry Murray's a smart guy and is not going to be doing any coaches show oh! on the radio. Nice move, Terry. So we don't have to worry about that. But because I dared to tell the truth about what a, what a horrible job at all the mistakes they had made, that made me into the enemy. I was the bad guy. And yes, I did hear the last two minutes of Randy Moeller on there this morning. Randy, you're a good guy, but you better go back to Red Deer and uh, finish your education, okay? Get a sense of humor. I mean, yesterday, what did I say about Rimmer yesterday on the show that I haven't said before? He's Canadian, he's Jewish, and he's cheap, okay? He's cheap. He's a good guy. He's a good friend of mine. But why do I have to get these hysterical calls at home, especially when everybody else is ripping them and talking about how cheap? And I'm talking about people that don't even like them all that much, like Joe Rose and Defoe. Oh, yeah. In fact, Rimmer was telling me yesterday he was over in the new arena, and Defoe was over there doing, sucking around doing something, and he ran over and said, Hi, Defoe, how you doing? And Defoe was stuck for an answer. How do you like that? He said, Hey, Defoe, how are you? And Defoe was stuck for an answer. <laughs> but at any rate, 
I'm not going to get in the middle of all that crap again. If there are people associated, this hockey organization is the most thin-skinned, uptight. Everybody associated with it is like on pins and needles every moment, okay? We know the team's going to be very weak this year. We know that, don't we? Uh-huh. And now they're talking about, oh, Brian's got to make a decision because this pot band thing fell through thanks to Mike Smith in Toronto's an asshole and Niedermeyer's got a big mouth and too much of a pussy to want to go and play in Toronto where they got real fans who know the game and know a real floater when they see one. So that deal fell through. So now by Saturday we got to have our uh, goaltending st- uh, situation all nailed down, even though Kevin Weeks wants uh, more money than he's ever going to be worth and we don't have him signed. Please, don't get Sean Burke. I'm begging you guys. I don't want to start off on a sour divisive note. We don't want Sean Burke, okay? Just ask his wife. She'll tell you some stories. We we already had one goalie that had uh, little problems there with his wife. He's over in Tampa now. We already had that. But we don't want Sean Burke. He's like a human sieve. We've already got the jerk, the uh, captain jerk, the McLean. We don't need two human sieves. But it's going to be fun over there. It's a beautiful arena. I'm going to I'm going to have a whole different outlook on it this year. I'm just going to go there and have a good time. And I'm going to give my opinions honestly and frankly and tell you exactly what I see. And if there's anybody out there who doesn't like it, too effing bad. That's my comment to you, okay? If you're too much of a bunch of pussies and pansies to take honest criticism from somebody who knows what he's talking about, that's too bad. That's too goddamn bad. And if there's anybody that I know without mentioning any names, who also is going to be so thin-skinned about it. Well, hey, have a great life. I'll take Farrell to dinner, okay? I don't get any lip from her. She's got a sense of humor, okay, Rimmer? She's got a great sense of humor. And by the way, Joe Rose didn't do a whole Arby spot about Farrell being cheap this morning because she's not. And for a guy that's uh, gotten a new uh, jacuzzi and a new car and spending all kinds of money like it's coming out of a sieve, we understand your cheapness only comes when it has to do with buying for others. Picking up that check. That's when that CA kicks in, that convenient Alzheimer's. He forgets how to reach for that check. We understand that. That's no problem. Oh, don't talk about me anymore. No, it's okay for Little Dog to go out there this morning and do a whole live spot. I'm telling you, man, if I was the people at Arby's, I'd be saying, who the hell's this Rimmer guy? We're peddling food over here. We're not doing a hockey thing. That's what I would be saying. So if I were Joe Rose, I'd watch my P's and Q's, okay, because the Rim Man's going to get pissed off. And you'll be getting calls, frantic calls at home saying, please don't talk about how cheap I am on here anymore. You're cheap, okay, Rimmer? You're a great guy. You're cheap, and you're a neurotic, and uh, you're a basket case. Maybe that comes from working with that dumb frog Denise Potvin. Or for the fact that Depot didn't want to speak with you, and when you said hello, he was stuck for an answer. I, I don't know what the deal is. I have no... <laughs> I'm not a shrink. I'm not paid to be somebody's personal psychiatrist. All those great meals that I buy for my close personal friends. There's, uh, I don't do it just because to be a show-off. I do it because uh, I enjoy their company and because I know they're cheap. That's all. And I can afford it. I make a couple of bucks here and there. I got a nice check this morning. Although the $200 for Joe Costello wasn't in there. I just thought I would mention that one more time. See, anything that's like outside the ordinary that's not in the system, that's the excuse they make. Oh, well, that's, uh, you know, we got to send that over to uh, the West Coast and they got to uh, pass it by Bufus and he's got a uh, Bufus. Which one of the Beasleys is that? I guess anyone that you pick, anyone that's around at the moment, is Rufus and Rufus. That's the Beasley boys, baby. Oh, well, they don't have a sense of humor. Too effing bad, okay? I'm making them a lot of goddamn money, and they'll take all the grief I can dish out and then some, because they deserve it. See, one thing about me, I don't exaggerate in the very least. I've told you 10 million times, if it's one thing about me, I don't exaggerate. 40 million times I've told you. And I'm going to tell you one other thing, since I'm so pissed off and fired up here this morning and worked up to a frenzy, and I'm only getting going, believe me. 
I'm loaded with lots and lots of good stuff today. Today is the day I come out with all the good crap. That's right. It's absolutely unconscionable the kind of garbage that comes in from the callers. I've said this before. I'll say it again. These knowledgeable sports callers on this station. Yesterday, I'm listening to Hank going home. And by the way, nice job, Hank. Hank knows what's going on. Killed the first half hour with me there butchering that uh, Don Smiley press conference, which we did a great job, thank you. It was hysterical. And then I heard Sonny Hirsch was on there over at Chula's with Hank for a while. And then he had Ralph Hauk on the phone doing an interview with Ralph Hauk about that 61 season. It was great. Forget about the goddamn callers. We now, how many callers have we got in this market? Like one or two? Oh! That's it. I mean, real callers I'm talking about. Not these other phony balonies sucking up for something for free. And here's some punk calling in there who's like about 20 years old, maybe at best, who's still waiting for his other testicle to descend, probably related to Geldy. And he's given a seminar because Hank was asking, does Roger Maris belong in the Hall of Fame? And by the way, I agree with you, Hank. We often disagree on things, but on this one case, Hank is right. He don't belong in the Hall of Fame. He had one gigantic year. If, you, if the Hall of Fame is determined, membership in it is determined by having one great uh, record, then he belongs in the Hall of Fame. But that's not what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be about uh, career accomplishment is what it is. Roger Maris was not a great baseball player. He was a good player. He had some good years and one great season. But you can have an opinion on that, whatever it might be. But when you're a little uh, 18 or 20-year-old punk who wasn't even born when Roger Maris was playing... What the hell do you know what you're talking about? And some punk calls in, oh, well, Roger Maris did this. and He doesn't even know what he's talking about. He wouldn't know Roger Maris if he came back from the dead right now and walked into his house and, and bitch slapped him right across the puss. He wouldn't know Roger Maris. And that's what we got. Like Gildy getting on there, waxing all enthusiastic and emotional about Bobby Thompson's home run in the uh, playoffs in 1951 that won the pennant for the Giants. I got news for you. Gildy wouldn't know Russ Hodges from Gil Hodges from Russ Oasis, okay? That's what Gildy knows about Bobby Thompson. So all these people with a big mouth, it's easy to have an opinion. Like assholes, everybody's got one, okay? Like noses, everybody's got a nose. Some bigger than others. But for crying out loud, at least have some idea what you're talking about and don't try to be an expert on stuff that happened years before you were even born, all you little pipsqueaks out there. Oh, Roger Maris, he... Yeah, right. Good player, not a great player, does not belong in a Hall of Fame. Criminals again this year. Join Gene Deckerhoff for the play-by-play right here. Saturday, the a.m. Jeb Bush. Do you have bodyguards and, well, you just don't feel comfortable having them around anymore because you're involved in a lot of illegal activity and someday their testimony could be used against you in a court of law? Of course, we all have that fear. That's why the makers of The Real Doll have created the one and only... Real guard. Hey, it looks and feels like a real bodyguard. And even packs heat. Stay back or I shoot. The important difference is, though, that this bodyguard can't be subpoenaed into a court of law. I saw nothing. I am only here to protect. Hey, you can sell drugs, buy illegal arms, launder money, or even do the nasty in the Oval Office. These guys won't ever say a thing. What, Hummer? The real guard. Look for demonstration models on 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Coming soon. I'll bet. Okay, at 17 before 11 at 5.60 QM, we got, uh, uh Tommy's going to be doing the, uh, talking baseball today. How do you like that? Tommy's going to be doing talking, ba- I mean, uh, talking baseball. And then we got the Marlins and the Rockies as they try for a clean sweep to blow another lead and lose another game. They're re- getting real close to 100 now. They're getting close. Oh! But we got John Henry's going to salvage the whole deal. He's going to buy the team. Dave Dombrowski's uh, sticking around for another five years. And maybe there's hope at the end of the tunnel for you baseball fans, all ten of you. And speaking of the president in these 36 boxes, which I'm sure not going to get bogged down now day after day, you want to know why everybody's foaming at the mouth now? 
Because even there's no white water, there's no travel gate, there's no file gate, and all those 36 boxes from the best information we got so far, and they're leaking like crazy, like a sieve. It's all about Monica Lewinsky and blowjobs and cover-ups and lying, uh, et cetera, and so on, and apologetic details in there. Now, let me ask you this question. If Ken Starr wasn't politically motivated, if he wasn't a puppet of the right wing and Richard Mellonscape and all these other right-wing fanatics and Gary Bauer and all these other Nazis... Then why in the world would it make any... What relevance is there, what positions they were doing, and what she did with that cigar, etc., and so on, except uh, to appeal to the prurient interest and paranoia of the American public? Which, if we appeal to the prurient interest of the public here on a radio or on television, right away the FCC comes in and they start getting psychotic. But if the special investigator is appealing to the prurient interest of the public... I mean, there is every wild story that this... And let me say it again. What kind of a woman goes into a congressional, which is going to become a congressional inquiry now, to the special investigator to testify in Washington, D.C., and goes into graphic detail about how she was masturbating with a president's cigar and doing this and sticking this there. What, is, what kind of a bitch is that? That goes in there and has to go into a, every graphic detail under the sun, which is why the politicians are squirming like crazy. That's the American f***ing way. Exactly. You said it. You said it best. That is the American effing way. That everybody's got to be all psychotic and nervous because now it's not just, it's not something isolated or something, uh, you know, just uh, intangible. It's now something so graphic and real that you can almost smell it. Oh, God. You can almost smell it. Because we've got to go through all the graphic details because the whole deal here is to humiliate and degrade. And have we heard one more word about Dan Burton of Indiana? No. And about that illegitimate kid that he fathered? Have we heard one more word about it? No. Is there anybody, as Wolfgang Blitzer, talking about that? No. No. No, we don't hear nothing about that. And Newt Gingrich, you notice how he's real. He was at that meeting yesterday, and he's real quiet. He is mum. Because he's another one that likes oral sex, because then he can sleep. He, he didn't sleep with the bitch. So he and uh, El Presidente are like uh, buds. They're as tight as a, a snare drum, those two. Because their favorite topic is talking about... See, that's it. Just like Vernon Jordan. And what heterosexual guys don't hang around talking about... See, all the time. Just like when I came into work here every single morning. George and uh, Fat Joe are in the other room, and what are they talking about? See, every single day. And I'm sitting here, oh, God, is this boring, man. Every day it's see, see, every single day. Yeah, but if we were talking about the other one. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be the least bit interested. Talk is cheap, okay, mister? Uh-huh. That's what I told Rob. He ran the hell out of here. And he didn't He kind of floated out is what he did. Oh, what are we going to do about poor Rob? He went out and got fitted for lead weights the other day and still didn't help. Hey, Stephanie, we understand what's going on. 13 before 11 at 560 WQM. Let me get back into this Enos the Penis Sharer thing, this can we talk deal race and ethnicity, which never goes away with some of these people. Talk about beating a goddamn dead horse. Even Mark Aubin at Pompano Park never beat a dead horse this much, I'll tell you that. God. Retiree Enos Shira is a shortwave hobbyist who communicates with people all over the world, a non-Hispanic white of Italian, German, and Irish descent. He's also co-founder and vice president of Citizens of Dade United. He goes on to say, I mean, this is well worth listening to, okay, because these are the ramblings of a man who is obsessed. Obsessed. And there's still a segment of assholes out there that this is their number one topic. They will never, ever let this go. It's not going to change. Not going to change. If you don't like it in Dade County, do what most of the rest of us with a brain did. We moved to Broward. We moved to Boca. We moved to somewhere. We liked it better. That's all. It's not going to change. 
He goes on to talk about how he moved to Miami from Pennsylvania in 1936 when he was just a kid. His father was a plumber, this and that. He says, I had never been in politics. I used to hate it. My wife was worried, and one part of me wanted to stay away. Only reason I got in, things got so insane, so out of whack, and so ass-backwards, he says, to the point that I'd had it. He's had it. Somebody had to take the reins. Was I a damn American or a mouse, he asked. If you ever met this guy, you'd have no problem answering that question, by the way. Even Mickey Mouse is uh, blushing from hearing that uh, comparison. It's not that I don't like Cubans, he says. Not that I don't like Cubans. <laughs> it's the principle, what some of them are trying to pull. The trigger for me was I'd had enough... We know what they like to pull. The trigger for me was I'd had enough of uh, people trying to in, uh, in, instigate the Cuban uh, country right inside... How, how do you like that? Instigate the Cuban country right inside of Dade County on my American soil? What? Exactly. Is hey, that English? Get you a dictionary, okay? I thought you were the guy who's an expert on English, Enos the Penis. Instigate the... Well, what is that? God. I went all the way with the Marine Corps during World War II to fight the Japanese, and I came home and had my own country, my own city taken away from me as though I was the foreigner. Oh, I like foreigner, by the way. The official English ordinance went on the books November 4th, 1980. It passed with 251,000 votes. 60% of Dade County voted for it. How the hell can 60% of Dade County be bigots, xenophobes, and racists? I thought 60% of Dade County was banana boat people, isn't it? Uh huh. We ran a Herald ad on February 20th, 1981, George Washington's birthday. It said, Citizens of Dade United will hold a protest against illegal aliens, crime, and bilingual operation of government. Who could be against that unless you're a lunatic, he acts. But in a three-day period, we received 163 threats. One told the president of our organization, I will mow you in half with my machine gun. Unbelievable. Son of a bitch, anti-Cuban, xenophobic, hysterical. Several times, this is what they were called. I don't think he's... Several times we marched on Immigration and Naturalization Service Building and received threats there. I was attacked once. There were protesters trying to block the deportation of Orlando Bosch, the anti-Castro anti activist convicted in et etc., and so on. There were about 12 hunger strikers down on Flagler Street in support of Bosch staying there. I went down to make a videotape, and they attacked me. Three men beat me up on a sidewalk. Oh! They jumped me. One guy got me by the neck as they tried to rip the camera away. That was July 4th, 1989, Independence Day. Oh! Oh! Now, this I already read, but it's worth repeating again. Listen very carefully, okay? Open up your ears. Ascolta e repete. It says, I tune in Spanish radio and listen even though I know only about 200 words. I get the general gist of what they say. They call us Norte Americanos as opposed to regular Americans. I know a lot of regular Americans. They use Ducalax. It says, I keep a clipping from the Los Angeles Times in my wallet. This is what it says. On one side of the debate are some Latino politicians like former Miami Mayor Maurice Ferre, who told the Tampa Tribune in 1982 that within 10 years there wouldn't be a word of English spoken. English is not Miami's official language. One day residents will learn Spanish or leave. End of quote. From the unctuous Maurice Ferre. When I publish my book, says Enos the Penis, which is a master plan for the retaking of America in Dade County, that's going to be in there. Oh! There you go, says Enos the Penis, who wants to take back Dade County. Oh! Anybody want it? No. You can have it. I don't want it. Is, that, is this incredible? I mean, you talk about a man who's living just in lockstep with himself. This man refuses to uh, graduate from this uh, mentality. Fossils who were meant for each other. And there, and there was the, certainly a time back during those ugly, nasty, crime-ridden days of the Muriel Boatlet when we had bodies strewn all over Dixie Highway and everywhere else 
There was a time when, uh, you know, people had a right to be upset. But you know something here? It's now almost 20 years later, and this man is still singing the same old stale tune, and the Herald feels, uh, you know, the need to put this crap in there like we don't know about Mark Benson and Ina Shira and Amy Schaefer and all these other zealots who just keep hawking away, screaming, Oh, it's not that I don't like Cubans. No, we know you love everybody. There's no question about that, Enos. You're uh, just a great, enlightened guy who could use, who could use a little uh, education in linguistics. Huh? He needs a little help with that kind of linguistics. They're trying to instigate the uh, Cuban country right inside. Huh? They're instigating. Learn English, Enos. Yeah, learn to speak English, okay? That do not be correct, mister. Take ten uh, steps back and do not pass go. You lose. Right. So there you go. We have an open line in Dade, one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. I have a long, long negative facts here, which I'm not going to, you know, I learned my lesson yesterday. In fact, I noticed that the nationwide ratings for the uh, Mark McGuire uh, 60-second home run at Cardinals and Cubs game the other night, two nights ago, nationwide rating was about double what it was here in town. Yeah. What are you shaking your head about? I'm just trying to tell you that locally here, uh, the interest is minimal as compared to the rest of the civilized country because uh, sports are not into... That's not something people here care about, other than hockey, of course. So here's a long... And this guy from Carolina Mountain Water, another one of these chronic factions like that Pierce Leahy guy, just like we have chronic callers, we also, as you know, have chronic factions. The guy that writes with a little squiggly writing and Andy from Hollywood, who's in both categories, by the way. And then this guy who writes me a long song and a dance about how he doesn't give a crap and he's 40 years old and he was an everyday baseball fan. And on and on, paragraph after paragraph, a long, lengthy typewritten letter about baby Ruth and Roger Maris and others who were the real heroes of this game. And he don't give a crap about this big ox, Mark McGraw. What does he call him? Where the hell is it? This, uh, it's here somewhere. Come on, where, where the hell is it? This will kill some good time while I'll look for it. Well, again, there's so much goddamn stuff in here. Oh, there you go. The traffic's all screwed up again. You said it again. I'll get to that eventually. Let's uh, get rid of this Miami call first because you got ten question marks. Hello? I got some beef. Yeah. Uh, the Dolphins. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. Like I said, little Julio's. I, you know something? I think Ina has got a point. Oh! I'm so tired, sick and tired of little Julio's who have nothing to say. They all sound the same. They smell the same. They look the same. They got the same uh, cheese, that same Pecorino cheese. Two open lines in Dade County. Let's talk to some Anglos in Dade County today, like Enos the Penis Shira, who want to take Dade County back. That's right. Let's let's start hocking that, because this little spick there, he just frosted my ass a little bit. He's starting to push me back onto the other side there with my good friend Enos, with my close personal friend Enos Slaughter the Penis Shira. Two open lines in Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Here's Coral Gables. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I want to call in about the uh, Mark McGuire Love Fest you were having yesterday. Yeah. Um, I, I think the guy's a great baseball player, decent guy and all yeah, that. It was spectacular. But, 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 but before but. everybody goes ahead and nominating him for like, sainthood, you know, and gushing about what a great class act he was and all that. Yeah. He was keeping in mind that the, right after he did that, you yes. know, he went ahead with that, that crass commercial endorsement for Disney right there uh, on the thing. So what about it? So what does that mean? Is this guy not entitled? All these other guys do the same thing. Why should he be different from anybody else? Well, everybody's They're saying all it's, a, it's a, such a pure, wonderful no, moment. No, we didn't say that at all. Nothing is pure about sports anymore or about America. It's, uh, it's all about business. 
Well, you may not have, but other callers and people like today in the paper. The I don't think that most, like, most of the callers we had were hostile and uh, negative and uh, hated it, yeah, psychotic well, I, about it. Well, I don't understand why people are criticizing somebody who might catch the ball and sell it when this guy is just maximizing. Well, sir, let, me, let me say it to you again. Yeah, okay. I'm not criticizing people who would sell the ball. I'm criticizing people who are knocking those kids who didn't want any money for the ball because the kids weren't that uh, materialistic, okay? They just wanted an autograph, whatever the hell they wanted. Then they're criticizing them. It's up to the individual. If you want to try to sell it for five million bucks if you caught it, which you did not, but if you did, that's up to you. That's your business. But why the hell knock little kids because that's not their value? No, it's not knocking little kids. Well, what, what are we supposed to do? Tell little kids that the only thing in, uh, that counts is money? Uh -huh. is, that, is that something good that we ought to be well, instilling in kids? That's precisely what he's doing when he does that ad. Exploits it for all it's worth. Oh, right. get out of here. Go blow it out your ass. That's all he's doing is making it into a commercial thing. Do you, you think they had a thing out there at Bush Stadium that said Big Mac Land with a Big Mac thing on it? They don't have that out there, do they? Uh -huh. Oh, they do? We have two open lines in day. I don't want to talk about Mark McGuire anymore. I tried to talk about it yesterday. I'm sick and tired of hearing all these negative people trying to take something that I enjoyed very much. It was just a short breath of fresh air for a few minutes two nights ago. And if you didn't like it, fine. And if you want to knock it, call somebody else and knock it. I don't want to hear about it. Don't send me faxes with it. At a time when we got all this, when the world economy is going to hell in a handbasket, the president's on the verge of impeachment hearings. Every other day, you got you got uh, guy, the guy in plantation who went in there and shot the house. You see that story? That was a pleasant story. Shot the uh, wife uh, eight million times, carrying the baby, no less, right in front of a school bus full of school kids. Then went back in the house, and uh, the house got on fire, and he's like, uh, they find a body inside. Very pleasant story. Everything you see in the news, we got plane crash, plane crash over the damn place, all kinds of negativity. We have one night of the year when we finally have something we can be... I'm not saying that's the beginning and it's not all that important. It was just fun for those of us who cared about it, that's all. Oh, no, we don't want any fun. Okay, good. You'll be... Just stick around here all your life, pal. You'll be perfect at Cemetery Village. You'll fit in like a rubber glove. Oh, man, this, this, uh, these people are enough to make me sit back and stick a big stogie in my puss. From our friends at Nick Cigars, George is puffing on one... QAM. The Neil Rogers Hell. You're looking for glory holes. So I was in bed the other day and this earthquake started and the bed broke and my inflatable doll, her electrical jaw shorted out and electrocuted my you-know-what. Then she popped and started flying all over the place. It was terrible. Good thing I bought it with my pretty bank Visa card because the next day the Visa card guy comes, cleans the Vaseline off the walls and buys me a new love doll. This one's cuter than the last one. Cool. Not just Visa. Pretty bank Visa. Oh, no! It's 1102 at 5. Same thing, okay? It gets really old. And Luann is jumping up and down, put another one of her memos out, and said, you bastards better get with it or you're out the door. You're out on your ass. Gary Sarner being number one. Boy, he just, I'm going to tell you, seriously. The word, you look up the word slippery in the dictionary, you'll see his puss right next to it. Slippery, devious, dangerous. That's right. We want some copy. We want some stuff. We want some uh, some of those client feedback uh, sheets that we were supposed to be getting on a regular basis so we know what the hell's going on out there. This isn't a show where we just come in here and fake our way through the spots and pretend. I mean, we got we got some damn important uh, stuff going on in this show. Budget's new frequent renter program now gives you a choice of awards. Earth yeah, that's right, like that. That's right. We really care about our clients here, don't we? Don't we care? No. Well, we pretend. Man. I, I'm telling you, in Sturgis, Michigan, there was a much more conscientious approach to business than there is in this joint. 
Of course, you know where it starts, right there at the top. Right, Greg? Right? Uh-huh. Yeah, you said it. Haven't seen him in a while, thank God. No wonder I'm feeling so good. If you're feeling pretty good, why not QAM? Florida's pot's not good. It's great. Okay, 1214 at 5 QAM. They just showed the British tabloids, the headlines splashing those crazy Brits. Clinton's last hours. First of all, what they don't understand, unless they figure he's going to resign, which I seriously doubt. Impeachment process takes weeks and months. An impeachment of a president, which a lot of people out there are too stupid to understand, doesn't mean that uh, they're getting rid of him. It means that there are hearings. It's an impeachment process. If you're convicted, then we'll see you. They don't get that. Oh, he's being impeached? Well, we'll see. We'll see. I have a feeling that Newt and a lot of those other guys would just as soon, hey, let's apologize, let's move right on, because we don't want everybody to know about what we're doing and who we're doing. We have an open line in Dayton, two in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T line. Mobile Implantation, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes? Did you get the love letter from Richard Simmons in your B.O. box? Oh, that was cute, yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you so much. Some asshole from uh, Wins. Where, where would that have been? That would be at Wins that Richie Simmons probably said their IOD? Yeah. Wasn't in my P.O. box either, by the way, asshole. We have uh, one line left on the board. How do you like that? Two open lines in date. And, yeah, somebody found an old picture laying around one of the other stations. And by the way, how about spelling my name right, asshole? Illiterate jerk. Oh, that's why you're working over there? 5670560. Pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. They're gonna, Steve Kane is doing something with a no, buffalo no, penis? No, no, come on, Neil. He's going to make pain. Steve Kane is attaching... I mean, I know he's into a lot of phony okay, body parts. Not, he's I, attaching a buffalo penis? I thought this was very funny to me. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll check it out. Thank you for the good news. Okay, we have two open lines in Dade, one in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T. You people are deader than a doornail. I sat here like the whole, almost the whole first hour, whipped up about all this different stuff, and you know something, as usual, it makes no difference. These people are still as mum, as silent as a dead man, as a corpse. And she's talking about Edgar Bronson, who I have no idea who the hell it is, is uh, doing something with buffalo penises. Well, I hope he has a good time. I mean, what else are you going to do up there in Buffalo? Here's Davey. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going today? Okay. Stock market's down 220 and dropping like a rock. 230. 230, okay. 250, right here, 250. It's, it'll get there. Hey, what's the deal? Uh, I know it's not a sports show, but uh, you think we'll get any type of legitimate goaltender for August 9th, October 9th? No. So we have a nice new arena and Swiss cheese out there? Well, well let me ask you something. Besides the goaltender, who else? Do we have any new players on the team this year? No. Other than those kids who might or might not make the squad? No. Did we, did we acquire one player from any other team in the league in the offseason? No. No. One. Even just one. No. Well, if we can get Wayne out of the Panthers next, we'll be okay. And the, hey, but it's not going to salvage this next season. I know. We're, we're I hope you're not expecting too much because uh, it's going to be more of the same, I'm afraid, only worse. Because I got, and, and then I love the fact that they're saying, well, if we can't acquire Sean Burke or somebody else by Saturday, then we're going to be satisfied to start with, uh, uh-huh. with uh, Captain Jerk McLean and uh-huh. Kevin Weeks. And Kevin Weeks ain't even signed yet, but even assuming that they do sign him, I mean, is there anybody who believes that that's going to be the kind of goaltending that this team is going to win with? No. Nobody in their right mind believes that. We're going to be, uh, you know, the creek, creek without right. paddles. That's right. You know, and, uh, well, so like I said, just plan on enjoying the new arena and don't expect too much. Hey, well, I watched uh, George last night on 10.30 or 9.30, whatever. 10.30, yeah. The way his eyes are, what's with that? Meaning what? I don't know. You mean right on one on each side of his nose? That yeah. extra chromosome has me a little down. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it was a good show. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you. 
Okay, we have uh, one line open in Broward and all of date again. This is just work, work, work. I mean, am I supposed to come in here and actually work to make these people speak? Is that what this is all about? Uh -huh. I mean, get serious. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Newspapers are splashing. There's Senator Robert Byrd, that old fart from West Virginia, up there hawking a chinik about he made his bed and they got laid in it or something, whatever he said. And uh, these people have got nothing to say about it. The president's on the verge of getting his ass thrown out, even though most of the people uh, think this is a bunch of crap. And these people have got nothing to say about that either, about anything. They're pissed off about Mark McGuire. He ain't exactly what they want him to be. They don't give a crap about that. They know that Don Smiley's a butt plug. They got nothing with anything. Last call for calls here today, okay? 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T line. Can't deal with these people anymore. Can't deal with it. I'm, I'm doing music. New format, baby. Wait till George plays his favorite music when he's doing the show. I'm going to bring in the goddamn Bee Gees if you don't cut the crap. I mean, seriously, what kind of a place is this where you have to keep jump-starting and jumping on these people and hitting them with a goddamn two-by-four? The audience has become a reflection of what I was talking about before with this radio station. We have to keep whacking people over the head to get them to do their job, to get them to get off the dime. Because we've got not just weak management, we have no management. We have uh, just lame management, lame, who just kind of sit back and hope everything evolves. These are the luckiest goddamn people on the face of the earth, I'll tell you that. They think everything happens by osmosis. They just sit back, uninvolved, totally oblivious. Do we even have a schedule for this week up on the back wall there? No. No. Got a program director who's in La La Land somewhere getting that Roman haircut all done up right. Man. And this town, I mean, it's like a mirror. It's a, like the chicken and the egg question. Which came first? Here's Hialeah. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. A couple quick things. George was very good last night, I thought, on watching He's on the best. And he In did fact, have I a... think he ought to start doing the show for a few weeks starting tomorrow. No, but Starting he did, at 1230. He did make some good points, and he did, did demonstrate why well, you are it? truly a god. And he talked about a broadcaster's broadcaster. And I remember Kid Curry always used to talk about you as being the best. So Kid they, Curry? They do know does he know about this? Business. Hey, listen, it could be worse as far as program director. Kid Curry could be your program director. Yeah, so you're right. Be thankful for that. Yeah, you're right. I have he's, in my he's hand. dangerous. I mean, Duff at least ain't dangerous because he's, uh, he's harmless. You don't even see him. But Kid Curry, he he's know, dangerous. Kid doesn't know what he doesn't know, right? <laughs> I have in my hand an envelope I got back from the post office or U.S. Postal Service. Yeah. I got it back on the 3rd. Actually, I got it on the 4th. It's marked for the 3rd to re be returned to me. You know why? person's address can't be found. You know when I mailed it to staff down here? May 5th. Oh, that's not bad. Which year? Four months. Oh, I didn't think of that. This year? No, it's this year, yeah. How about that letter that took 23 years to get to somebody in Hoboken, New Jersey, or Perth Amboy, New Jersey? 23 years ago, somebody mailed it. It just showed up. And, and and it was probably due postage or something, mm -hmm. too. <laughs> probably ruined the guy's credit. He was probably uh, never paid a goddamn bill. I'll and, tell you one good thing that happened with my yeah. box and all that other stuff. Never had uh, one single solitary uh, bill that uh, I missed. Thank uh, thank the Lord for that. And, and thank the Postal Service. Oh, yeah, that. they're the best. I, I slept over there yesterday on the way home before I finally got my pint of fish food because I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. I, I, I stopped at my postal box. Do you know how many letters were in there? How many? One. And it was, it, was, and it, it was a throwaway thing. It was just a, th a throwaway piece of crap. Well, maybe the Postal Service is doing you a favor. They're throwing out the garbage mail and just send you the good stuff. Or, or maybe they're... Well, you know, it's interesting because they only forward first-class mail. You're right about that. I'm not getting the volume I was getting before. Right. Thank you so much. I love the post office. There you In go. Fact, you're a first-class guy. There's the answer. Mail. You just came up with it, man. All you people that are tired of getting your post your, your mailbox loaded with crap, 
Just do a, a forwarding address. It'll take you like six months to get your mail, but at least that way you'll get rid of all that second and third class direct they shove in there. In the meantime, you only get the good stuff, right? Right, the bills. Listen, my local Publix is out of fish food. It has been for a week. Is there a uh, back order or something? I don't know. You can get it at Walgreens. I got Walgreens? a pint for my friend Marcy at Walgreens, corner of Sunrise and uh, Knob Hill yesterday. I didn't know that. There you go. Thanks a lot. And you can also get it mobile on Flamingo Road down there by 595. I'm on my way. I know all the spots, pal. Have a good time. <laughs> okay. I know all, all the fish food spots. And you know something? I don't have any regrets about having that pint of fish food yesterday. I'm pretty goddamn happy about it. Oh, blow it out your ass, Fat Joe, you slob. You pig. You disgusting cretin, you. Isn't that what uh, some of the athletes say, cretin? We have an open line in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560. That's what Ina Shera says. He says, you're instigating your cretin in my, uh, something. That's what, in my pupic. Oh, he is a cretin, I'll tell you. This, if you ever saw him, he looks like the wizard of Menlo Park on a bad day. Here's a lady mobile in uh, West Palm Beach. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. How are you? We need a lot more ladies out there, a lot more bubbly people like this lady out there. It sounds like a living and breathing person. I am, and you know what? I'm some old lady up. talking to me about buffalo penises. Oh, please. Wasn't that beautiful? Yeah. Well, I am fired up. You're not going to believe the bumper sticker I just saw. Yeah? It had one of those stupid little Jesus fish eating a Darwin fish, and it said, only the uh, survival of the forgiven. Oh, isn't you know, that beautiful? these people are taking over. I'm genuinely frightened. Yeah. It's so scary. And they're drumming a goddamn president out of there because he was screwing around a little bit, which they're all doing. They're drumming his ass out, and these people have got nothing to say about it. They couldn't care less. They're oblivious. They, they're busy the calling their stockbroker screaming, sell, in a panic. Uh, at least the president likes little girls instead of little boys. Well, there you go. Oh, well, I just had to call and tell you about that. I've had it. Okay. Have a good day. See you at the passport office. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. We have an open line in day two in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello. Miami. Hey, yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? Okay. This is Hector. Yeah. I am a Cuban-born Israeli. Uh-huh. Okay, raised in Jamaica, and now Cuban -born living in Cuban-born Israeli, Miami. raised in Jamaica, yeah, huh? Yeah. From South Africa by way of Zaire. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, I have a thing I need to ask you advice on. Yeah. I have an 11-inch bazooka. I yeah, okay, call Dr. Laura. She'll tell you. Okay, we have two open lines in Dayton, one in Broward. 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. 1225 at QAM. And let me tell you again. CQAM. Show me yours. I'll show you mine. Move over, Oprah. Mm -mm -mm. You go, girl. You too, Aunt Jemima. You've done me wrong, honey, mm -mm, but I forgive you. Channel 69 is hoisting Monique into our studios. She's fat. She's sassy. It's but she's really funny. In fact, it's kind of sad, really, to watch another self-hating fat girl slowly eat herself to death. At any rate, Channel 69 proudly presents Monique. Brought to you by a shopping mall named after a brown Toyota. Hey, man, this is Binky. I'm like the skinhead program director of Whammy. You know, the guy who has a superiority complex and wears ridiculous long crotch short pants. I shave my head, you know. I get like a, a Manson tattoo on the forehead. Well, I'd like to welcome Monique to our stellar lineup here at Whammy. And we'll continue to do our best to pander to the Hispanic community in English, you know, and do stuff that only we think is cool, man. 
Hey, Barry, thanks for the job, man. But let the record show that I'm a straight guy. That one time with you, I wasn't so bad, I guess. It tasted okay. Ooh. 1230 at 560 WQM. There's an open line and date if you move quickly. So what did she say? Steve Kane is uh, attaching a buffalo penis? Wow, he must really be desperate. I punched over to him this morning because I was really frantically uh, diving around the dial after I heard uh, Joe Rose do that spot on Arby's, ripping Jeff Rimmer for the whole spot. How about telling us about the food, Joe, okay? They're paying for a spot, not for some attack on Jeff Rimmer, my close personal friend, freeloader. So I'm punching all over the place, and I did hear John Ford with that bin bet on it. Oh, that must be who that was before. Maybe they were rummaging around the old boxes over there and found that thing. I go and said, oh, yeah, that's really, uh, it's camp. It's going to be great. Just like when Pete Bolger told me about that great broad they were bringing. Yeah, she's a broad. <laughs> yeah, how's Babylon Brooke doing lately? Anybody seen her lately? Huh? How's her show doing? What time is she on? And how much are you guys making over there under a queer channel, huh? I'm going to tell you, I hear people tell me uh, inside spies that queer channel are a hundred times worse than Paxton ever dreamed about being. They, they make Paxton look like, a, uh, like the goodwill Samaritan of all time. But, hey, that's the way it goes. All you Clear Channel people, what can I tell you? That's what our business has become. Just keep sucking your way up that corporal, uh, corporate ladder, Pete Bolger, you jackass. Here's Miami. Hello. Hi, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Where did uh, President Clinton and Monica Lewinsky supposedly uh, do the dirty deed? What do you mean, supposedly? In the limousine and all over the house, in the Lincoln bedroom? But, I mean, what state was it in? What? What state was it in? What do you mean, what state was it in? It was in no state. It was Washington, D.C. Okay, that's what I was curious about, because I was just curious. I just... Well, what, what do you mean, what state was it in? Washington's not in any state. Right, but I was just curious if uh, oral sex was illegal there. Is he illegal? Yeah, because you know how some states it is. No, that's not, what he's, uh, that's not what the problem is. The problem is that he allegedly perjured himself in Apollo Jones uh, uh, in his oh, no, testimony there. I totally there. understand that. I'm yes. just waiting for the pain. And that he obstructed justice by uh, covering all this crap up as if anybody cares. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the pettiness to come out even further and have somebody jump Next on... thing you're going to be talking about, Mary and Barry doing drugs in Washington, too, sir. That's okay. <laughs> uh, the other, other thing I want... They wanted... brought him back. They liked him okay. The, the other question I wanted to bring up... Is, he had the you... same problem that Monica had. He had a little crack problem. Did you see the, uh, the the University of Chicago professor that's going to clone himself? Yes. That's kind of interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, I, I was just curious what you, what you thought about that. I think that uh, if people are going to clone themselves, I should be the one that picks out who does it. <laughs> Have a great day, <laughs> pal. There'll be a million Luis Miguel. There you go. And then, uh, forget about Luis. How about Enrique? Now, you may not like the way he sings, George, but you got to admit, even a relentless spick like you got to admit, he is pretty. He's pretty. And he's got a new CD coming out, which you'll have within minutes. Oh, I love Enrique. How do you know that? Because I'm psychic. Somebody called you and said, we're bringing a new uh, autographed CD over from your good friend Enrique? Yes. But we're giving a lot of publicity, baby. That's right. Squeeze that old honker. Oh, man. Squeeze that ho a nose. Woo! Yeah, I got my hand on Enrique's ho nose right now. I'm squeezing it as tight as... Uh-oh. Gee, sorry. Squirt, squirt. Get you a towel, sweetheart. Okay, we have two open lines in Dade and one in uh, Broward. Five oh, by the way, that uh, TV show on Whammy which I'm sure this part will get on. That thing is the biggest bomb since the Japs got it. I am telling you, that thing is going over like Halava and the North Pole. Just ain't happening. And Rob Kaplan yesterday, oh, yeah, the MASH is getting twos and threes, and we're really going to... Yeah, right. We get fractions and ones every single day. Even out loud good did that. We, we just can't cut it on there. I mean, I hate to break the news to you guys. We're solid through November 25th, and then uh, be nice knowing you. Two open lines in Dade County, one in Broward, 5670560. And, I mean, we can't even get calls here on a goddamn radio show. We're going to make an impact on television with this thing? Give me a break. I'm working and I'm pumping and I'm screaming and I'm yelling. Still don't do any good.
And in fact, didn't we just have every one of these lit up like as soon as I went to that last call? It's like they're doing me a favor. Like they're doing me a favor to take their goddamn right to pick up the phone and say something. They just don't care anymore, man. This is a dying... The whole game is dead. This whole deal is dead as a doornail. So we're going to have to do like all the other shows do. We'll talk to George. We'll talk, bring in a bunch of people, sit around, talk to each other. And we'll pretend that we're doing the show, which it's supposed to be, which is not what it's supposed to be all about. Because we have a bunch of deadheads out there, just like everything else in this goddamn town, who want to sit back and take. They don't want to contribute. They have nothing to say, whether it's serious, humorous, anything in between. They got nothing. And every day my life is spinning right before my goddamn eyes. The market's in the toilet. I've been counting the days like somebody on goddamn death row, four years plus just a little bit more, hanging on by my thumbnails. And all of a sudden these people just went into a coma. Well, isn't that great? Thank you so much. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Neil, you know that nice, young, elderly woman called you about the bull? The elderly woman? Who called the you young about elderly the woman? Penis? Remember yeah. the penis? I'm going to teach you something. She's yeah. right. They make the greatest canes you ever saw. I'm going to tell you how they do it. They take them out. They stretch them. They tur twist them. They become very, very hard. I thought that's what the Cubans did. They take them out, they twist them, and they stretch them, and they become that's very correct. hard. I thought that's what they, 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 they did. They make great canes. I mean, yeah. In fact, I'll tell you what, I'm going to get a bull, and I'm going to get you one. You'll love it. Great. All right. I think I might need it in about a week. Thank you, you so much. Okay. I'm going to have my own bull cane. There you go. Now I'm moving up in the world. We have an open line in the Broward. Oh, boy. Who knows? Let's go to Pembroke Pines with 27 question marks. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Ian? Okay, sir. Yeah, I want to thank you guys for that uh, disco CD you sent me a while back. Uh-huh. And um, I want to ask you about whammy in those you, billboards. You want to what? Huh? Whammy in the billboards? Yeah. What uh, billboards? The one with you and uh, the other blonde girl. Where do you see that? Yours is on um, 95 yeah. Southbound. Oh, that, that's been there forever. That ain't doing any good. Yeah, but I mean, I've seen your show and everything, and uh, your face is not that bad looking on the show, but on the billboard, I don't know what they're doing. Oh, that's why nobody's watching, because <laughs> they put a real special ugly billboard out there that uh, nobody they see that, and they think, oh, I'm not watching that. And the, the blonde hair girl, I don't know what her name is, but she, I saw her on television the other night, Hunter. and she's a god, but... Hunter, yeah. But on the billboard, forget it. So, in other words, they're trying to make us look as ugly as possible because it's a visual thing and make sure that nobody uh, tunes in. Thank you, Barry Diller. You're a genius. Thank you, sir. That's, that's the best call we've had in a hell of a long time. Now we know why nobody's tuning into that damn thing because they're trying to make us look real ugly. And in my case, I don't need any help. In Hutter's case, how the hell did he do that? Is that from Enrique? Is that what that is? All right. Now we're talking. Now we can get serious. All right. Yes. The new CD and a bunch of pictures and some used condoms and underwear and all kinds of good stuff. Like I said, thank you so much. Personally autographed, I hope? Oh, not yet. Okay. I don't want, I don't want to take the thing. Which thing? Oh, no, believe me, he's uh, proud. He's showing it proudly. Thank you very much. Look at that. Mm. Enrique Esperanza, which we have none of, by the way. We have no Esperanza aquí. Oh, look at this. This is a really neat package, too. By the way, anybody want to see Enrique's package? <laughs> look at that. And it's a whole thing that folds open, and it's got a hole in both English and uh, Espanol, by the way. We don't want to get the Enos the Penis Shira upset. It's in English and Spanish, okay? Is that okay? Is that all right, Enos? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Like I said, it's all in English. In fact, no, I take it back. It's all in Espanol. Look at that. It all is, all is in Espanol. There's no English in here. <laughs> oh, if Enos Shira could be here right now, we'd have a nervous breakdown. He'd have a attack. 
It's all in Espanol. Esperanza, donde vas ocultando? Ocultando. Tu mirada? Di tristeza? Tristeza. What the hell does that mean? Abandonada en la soledad. Boy, you can't read your Spanish for crap. Well, that's the way it goes. I had it 500 years ago in language, too. Escondida en un rincón con el mundo del revés. What? That's like hide the candy in the crevice. Hide the candy in your what? In your... Rectum. Wow. So, in other words, Enrique is putting out pornographic CDs now. All right. There we go. Now he's starting to catch on. Now he knows what we want. All right, 22. Most disgusting program. I urge everyone to complain to this station. Oh, my God. I feel so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, slow down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Play with my balls. Play with my balls. Yeah, just roll them around. Do the circle. Oh, my God. I love it. We do. Uh-oh, slow down. Don't move. I'll go get you a towel. This is the single, by the way. It's not the album. Esperanza. The album is Cosas del Amor. Well, don't you like the way he rolls his tongue on that thing? I wouldn't mind rolling my tongue on that thing. Now you're going to start ripping Enrique, okay? After you were very nice to those uh, people I just brought this all in. You're sure. going to start ripping hell on what? Sure. Sure Tracy why? Neely, my good friend, who sends a lot of good music. That was Tracy? Yeah. How come I didn't recognize her? She looks very different from last time I saw her. Different from that picture on the CD? She looks different from that, yeah. Okay, we have an open line at Broward, 5670560 and Pound 560 on the AT&T. If I would have remembered that, I would have said, how come you keep sending us all that crap, Tracy? Here's uh, Cooper City. Hello. Cooper City. Going once. Going twice. Thank you so much for calling and hang on for at least like three minutes. Here's Miami with six question marks. Hello. You're on. Yeah, you're on. Okay. Here's a mobile in the Margate. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? I could be doing better, pal. <laughs> Um, we had about Neil, an hour you... and a half today. We're starting to move up into the world. We had about an hour and a half of a show. Now we're just uh, faking it. Did you happen to listen to the first team this morning? I heard little bits and pieces. Okay, I normally don't listen to them. I put them on during the commercials. I listen to Howard, and during the commercials, I put them on. Yeah. They were talking about famous home runs yesterday, and the Herald had an article about, I guess, famous home runs this, uh, this morning, mm-hmm. mentioning Bobby Thompson's home run. Right. In the 51 uh, playoff. playoff, yeah. These guys were so adamant that the Herald was talking about it being a three-game playoff series. They were so sure they were ripping the Herald. Now, I hate the Herald, too, but the Herald was right. It was a three-game playoff series. Yeah. Goldie, who I can't stand this little twerp, yeah. was so sure that... Now, how old is this guy? Ten. Going on what? About six? Five. This guy was so sure of ripping, and so was Depot, about that it was a one-game playoff. Mm-hmm. Sorry to tell you, Goldie, they were three-game playoffs back then. Right. Uh, it's just amazing how well, that's what guys... I said before, and Geldy's on there the other day screaming and yelling about uh, Bobby Thompson's home run. He wouldn't know Bobby Thompson from uh, from uh, Bobby uh, Sh- Schwartz. I mean, what, what does he know about it? 1951, we're talking. This kid is like 15 years old. What does he know uh, about I... anything? 
you know, I'm only 36 years old, but I do read. I've been a baseball fan my whole life. I do read a lot. I watch the old clips. Right. I knew that. I wasn't around, but I knew it because I've read about like it. Like I, I, I said, right in the first few minutes of the show today, I was screaming about that show. They have these people on screaming about stuff they know nothing about. And I said that this kid wouldn't know Russ Hodges from Gil Hodges from Russ Oasis, and I'll say it again. And he's on there. The, and, you know, but, but that's why that show is so popular, because it fits in perfectly in this town. Like all these idiots calling Hank yesterday about Roger Maris, who weren't even born when Maris uh, was playing baseball. And I agree with you. Uh, you know, and I was a Maris fan as far as in, in his history. The guy, what the guy did was tremendous. But he does not belong in the Hall of Fame. No, he, he does not. He doesn't have the stats. To, he had two productive years. He had 39 homers in 60, and he, he had 61 in, in 61. Right, and the and fact he was yeah. MVP two years in a row, that doesn't make him automatically in the Hall of Fame. He was a lifetime 260 hitter. His stats over his career were like, uh, you know, good. He was a good player, but certainly not impressive enough to be in the Hall of Fame. I agree with you. And, in fact, if it wasn't for the 61 home runs in 61, the Mick had better stats. Uh, had better much... stats. I mean, by, uh, we're not in the same ballpark. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but I'm talking about the year of 61. The oh, Mick yeah, really... well, of course. I mean, all the way around. Yeah. They weren't in the same league. Mantle, when he won the yeah. MVP, I think it was in 56, hit 365. Did Maris ever hit close to 365? No. Of course not. No, he was a 260 never. lifetime hitter. No, but I just had to get, I mean, you know, that's one, that's one of the reasons why. But, you but know, you see, you're just starting to catch on with the sports elements of this station are primarily a lot of people talking about stuff they don't know about. Exactly. But that's not a fact that if you've got a sports show, that's not a fact that you should let slip by. Yeah. And then he made a, I mean, it was two minutes before that that he made another mistake saying that the Giants were three games out in the wild card race. Well. And in fact, they're two, and somebody took on the task on that one. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be on a sports show, get your facts straight and act like a professional. Amen. All right. God bless back. you, sir. There you go. He wasn't knocking the worst team, was he? Uh-huh. Great. We have an open line in Dayton, two in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Here's a lady in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, ma'am. How are you? Dow's down 275 points. You don't care, do you? <laughs> Listen, you were talking about Stan Major um, the other day, or maybe it was on Whammy, I'm not sure. Who? Um, Stan Major. Oh, yeah. And it reminded me of a story um, 18 years ago when he was on WNWS. Only $50. Yeah. <laughs> He uh, he had his topic was uh, getting your handwriting anal- um, analyzed. Analyzed, yeah. Analyzed. So I was 13 at the time, and I sent mine in. And he called my house to talk to me and stuff like that. Okay, great. Well, that's good news. Okay, let's uh, hear a lot more about that. Oh, my God. Jesus, Joseph and Mary. That was pretty titillating, wasn't it? Wow. Okay, we have an open line in Dayton, 2 and Broward, 5670560. Oh, man, I think he owes me a lot more than two grand now. Let's go to Plantation. Hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, buddy? Okay. Listen, I grew up up north and... Uh, Better I, get Kenneth Star on that, yes. But I enjoy your show and everything like that. And I, I hear you in every every day and you talk about, like, Goyim and the Shvata and stuff like that. And I know you grew up with the, the terminology, the Yiddish, or the Jewish, or whatever it is. Yeah. But what difference, what's the difference between saying Goya, Shvata, or Kike? What do you mean by that? Well, I just mean, like, isn't, like, saying... Because kike can never be... Uh, kike is automatically a derogatory term. Schwarzer just means a person who's black. Goyen means a person who's not Jewish. But that's how all. do you know... How do we know no, that no, that's... Sir, do you hear what I just said? No, no, kike. no. How do we know that it's not a derogatory remark when you say Goyen? I hear Goyen every day, and you use it in, like, a in a bad sense. You know what I how mean? Do, how do you know a bad sense? Well, you say, like, the Goyen don't do this, they don't do that. So what's the difference between a kike? And, a, you know what I'm saying? Like a kike. Because a kike is Jewish, that's why. Yeah? Yeah. 
So what I'm saying is, like, you said But what are you saying, you sir? You, you, no, 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 you, no, no, you spew hatred don't, if don't you say, say... Don't say I spew anything, you spew sir. Hatred this is a humorous show. If you don't have a sense of humor, then you ought to find another pastime. Turn on Lardass. He won't give you one laugh, okay? You won't laugh. You won't snicker one time. It'll be perfect. A match made in heaven. You won't hear anything on that show that'll make you amused in the least bit. This is a radio show. And I'm going to say it for the eight millionth time. If you don't have a sense of humor, then you don't belong listening to this show. You're too uptight. You're out of control. My goy is your friend. We have an open line in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I'm sitting here wearing stupid yarmulkes every day, making fun of the Orthodox Jews and their crazy, talking about the, uh, the tzitzes and all that other crap. And the, laying the tefillin and wrapping over the stuff around your arms and cutting off your circulation. But oh no, I'm like playing only one side against the other. It's all a bunch of bullcrap, sir. That's the message. Get with it. Get a sense of humor and get with it. If you don't understand it, we'll send a goddamn interpreter to your house if you can't turn it off. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hi, how you doing? Okay. I, I saw George last night and I wanted to comment. Uh, I missed the show on Labor Day Monday. Uh-huh. And uh, I thought it was great just needs a little bit more touch-up. A little touch, yeah. Yeah, he uh, look, does look a little bit nervous, but a lot better than anybody else would do. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully he'll be on when, uh, whenever he you leave again. He the hell out of those tapes, right? I haven't had one person so far say, oh, we'd much rather have those old best-of tapes when you go on vacation. We want George is what they want. Oh, that's wait, what they're going to get. I don't want to tell you they suck, but... Uh, they do. The, yeah. I'll be the first one to tell you, just like they put that crap on Whammy at 9.30 last night, which I didn't, didn't see. I was at the track, but they put another old show on there. Yeah, see, these people don't understand. When you're talking about stuff that has a time element to it, you can't put it on like three weeks later or two weeks later and keep showing stuff after it's lost. It has no impact anymore. It's meaningless. They're killing me. They're just destroying me. They're devastating this show. I, I really enjoyed watching him, and... Uh... Uh, hopefully we'll hear from him more in the future. Bet on it. Uh, can I call somebody a douchebag? Yes, sir. Luis Iglesias, you're an airborne driving douchebag. Julio, Julio Iglesias? No, no. Okay, have a great day. <laughs> Thanks. See ya. Yeah, Julio ain't so good, but Enrique, that's another story. Nice going, Enrique. Oh! Look at that. Uh, look at that. He's all, got a little bit of schmutz on there now, too. Really butched him up real good. Look at that. He's got a nice suit on. What's What are you, what are you smirking about? Huh? You only wish you looked like that. <clears throat> yes, I do. Yeah, and so do I. Oh, I wouldn't be wasting my time here. We have an open line in Dade County, 5670560 and Pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Why do you say this? Let me ask you this. Let me, let me say this to you again. These people that call in that pretend to be so wound up and so psychotic and so offended and so... They're listening every single day. You're not fooling me. You're not fooling the audience. This is the oldest scam. I've been doing this for 600 years. So if there's something that annoys you, then just find something else. Go away. I've been telling you that for years. I'm not one of those insecure people who, who's terrified that if we lose one listener, we're not going to replace them with ten new ones. I'm not concerned about that, okay? If I'm offending you, if you have no sense of humor, if you don't get it, then fine. Go play with your marbles. Go uh, play in traffic. Go drive on Hallandale Beach Boulevard for a few hours. But don't call the show and tell me, well, you should do this and should that. I'm not going to do no shoulds, okay? I'm doing the Neil Rogers show and either like it or lump it or stuff it up your ass, sir. Got it? Here's a mobile in Kendall. Hello. Hey, Uncle Neil. Okay. Great show as always. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Neil, once again, prod. I need a cattle prod in this town. That's what I need, an electric cattle prod to wake the sleeping dead. Uh, Every long. day of my life. <laughs> it's been a long time since I called, and actually, I guess, uh, I don't know, at the conclusion of... Uh, Two callers ago, you pretty much answered the question that I had, which was uh, all of a sudden on Whammy, I started seeing you with this yarmulke on your head, right. and I missed 
the show when I guess you started doing that and you just... Oh, answered. I've been doing it for weeks. Right, well... Because I want to show you how silly it is to walk around with a stupid beanie on your head, plus it covers up my bald spot, so I'm killing two birds with one stone. I love it. It's absolutely hysterical. And, uh... I got my Panthers a beanie on today, so in a couple of days you'll see that. <laughs> and there was one other thing. You had a guy call, I think it was yesterday, uh, who said that he watched the show and, um... He wanted uh, to remark to you that, uh, boy, you sure did work a stressful job, and it was ab absolutely obvious and evident by how things looked at, uh, on the on Whammy the show. show. Yeah. And, and uh, i got to agree with that. Uh, uh, my hat's off to you. I don't know how the hell you're doing. I don't either. It's amazing. But, but keep it up and keep eating the vitamin pills so you can keep it going for a long time. Okay, I'm going home to take my Andro. Go for it. See ya. Thanks. In fact, uh, Brian Norcross was telling us uh, Hurricane Andrew might come back. It might take a turn from the universe and come back and get us. Nice job at New Times, by the way, ripping Brian Norcross. Oh! And rightfully so. Mr. Alarmist, Mr. Irresponsible, Mr. No Credibility. If I want to find out what's going on with the weather, I'll either watch the uh, Weather Channel or if I want to watch a local affiliate, I'll watch Don no. on Channel 10. Because he's not an alarmist and he tells it like it is. And he's not an egotist like little Brian Norcross. Boy, nice job, New Times. I don't say that very often because there are a bunch of pseudo-intellectuals who hate me like poison, but they're all listening right now. That's the one goddamn thing I know beyond a shadow of a doubt. That is that the people who claim to hate me the most, hate this show, hate everything that I say, they're listening, they can hang on every word, they can quote chapter and verse, and they go in the closet and they're like getting sexual excitement from this goddamn show. Bet your life on it right now. What was that asshole at New Times that uh, one time, what the hell was his name? Oh, we forget his name. Oh, my God. That was incredible. When we offered to have him come on the show, and then they had some faker from over there call and pretend to be him and et cetera and so on. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't come on that show. Yeah, you're damn right you wouldn't. I'd slice your ass to ribbons, you jackass. You pseudo-intellectual dick. Here's a mobile in Homestead. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Hey, don't forget Bob Weaver. And also, I love uh, Bob Weaver. Great guy. But I, he's on early in the morning. Yeah, I know. And also Soper, who's gotten screwed by so many people. Yeah. You know, listen, um... But Don knows the best. I, I like Don, though. He doesn't have much of a personality, but he does, you know, give a... But see, when I want, see, that's good, though. When I watch the weather, I don't want to see a personality. I want to see the weather. You, now, the you one want someone to yuck it up? <laughs> the, one, the one exception I'll make to that is Dave Schwartz on the uh, Weather Channel, who's got a personality and also speaks a few words in Yiddish, which would get that one guy very upset. You know, I was... When, when that woman a few uh, calls back talked about, you know... How many god-awful years ago she was listening to What's-His-Face? It got me thinking that uh, my wife, several years ago, said, when am I going to grow up and stop listening to you, right? Yeah. And I, you know, I just want to let you know that after all these years, you're getting better. I listen to you every day. You know, I'm one of these closet listeners. Right. I listen to you every day. And you are, you know, you're like, there's two things that are the highlight. Good BM. You know, there you that's, go. That's, that's it. That's right. When you're in this town, that's about all you have to look forward to. Me, a good BM, and maybe a good BJ once in a while if you're real lucky. Have a, great, have a great day, pal. Love you. Love you. <laughs> I think be the QAM. <laughs> Woke up at 2 p.m. Face down in a gutter. My mouth tasted like mung. My brain was like butter. Crawled up on my feet and brushed myself off. Lit up a stogie. <laughs> Started to cough. Reached in my pocket, pulled out my trusty AM radio. Got ready for the evening with the Stan Major Show. Yeah, got ready for the evening with the Stan Major Show.
Got ready for the evening with the Stan Major Show. So anyway, you'll never guess who just walked in the door. No, not Stan Major, not after that phone call we had. Did you hear that phone call, by the way? You didn't hear it good. I hope nobody else did either. But at any rate, uh, guess who just walked in the door? I give the audience 50,000 guesses, and the, the first 10 million don't count. Dave Caprita just walked in. I said, Dave, the market's down 380 points, and he said, Only $50. Dave Caprita, put him on uh, your mic. Uh, let him muscle in there and say hello, and then get him out of there. I'm going to tell you, he looks so much more like an axe murderer now. Now, now you look like a real. What do you? you came, scared you? No, you came back at the wrong time. No, you didn't scare me. It just uh, the yeah. look that you gave me when I yeah. opened the door. Like, what the hell like, is that? Who is that? Yeah, it's like that time Phil Henry walked in when we were out working for Paxson, and I hadn't seen him for months, and he walked in like he just uh, was still here, you know, like uh, hey, uh, here I am. Just a shocker. So how you doing, Caprita? It took forever to find you. Yeah. I went out to the cow pasture, and they said, oh, he's at the old Power 96 building. So I zipped down to the old Power 96 when I used to work there in the mid-'80s Yeah, and uh, found out I was in the wrong place. Then I, somehow I ended up in the Jefferson Pilot parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It yeah. took me five buildings before I realized where you were. Thank God. That's, uh, you know, there's a method to our madness. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're all jonesing for those good old days on Zeta. Those were the days. She didn't have to worry about getting paid in those days. You were eating all your meals free on the floor. Yeah. Those were the best days of all when Caprita would eat so much that he would actually have to finish the show sitting on the floor in the other studio. Those were great. For one reason or another. Yeah, and now, of course, you're going to be... So, you got an announcement to make? Are you, like, coming to work here or what? No, I don't mean I'm here. Just, I'm just passing through. Ah, uh, so I can't say what you told me not to say? No, I'm just passing through. No, you're not. Quit lying, okay? Don't be a goddamn liar. We already got enough liars. I don't liars know what's going town. on in my life. I have no idea. Are you coming back to this town? I have no idea. Are you thinking about coming back here? Like total chaos oh, I know in my life. I don't know anything. He's, uh, okay. I have no idea. Why not? Because I don't know from day to day what's happening in my life. I'm supposed to be able to tell you. I mean, I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but I have no idea. How about elusive? Would that be a good word? <laughs> Evasive? Uh-huh. Like Robert Duvall says, I want to be an enigma like a chink. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you want to be, like a chink? You'll have to work on the eyes a little bit. Yeah, I, I liked your TV show. Though. Did you? You're mm -hmm. the one. It was cool. I oh, mean... yeah, man, that whammy. This is a station uh, from hell. You wouldn't believe it. That uh, fag Barry Diller, he really knows how to do it. Yeah, I don't know why you ripped him so much. I thought it was a really neat show. Just what? The, the chaotic kind of... But we can't get any numbers. We get, like, if we're on a lucky day, we get a two-share on there. Most days we get a one-share. Some days we get squiggly lines, which means uh, people were turning it off in droves, like intentionally. It's uh, just a, uh, they haven't found it yet. Let's see, when did we go on? June, July, August. It's only been on the station for like a little over three months. Be positive. When I watched it, it's like it's... I, no, I, I like the show. I'm enjoying it. I think it's they're funnier doing than anything I saw in L.A. Right. There you go. <laughs> How's Phil Henry doing? I heard you say something about that he was uh, going to be on the air, or... Are you sure? Yeah. Are you... Are you... Are you... Are you... Are you... Are you sure? Yeah. He's still out there peddling his CDs. I no, I, you know, I'm not saying he's leaving there, but they wanted to syndicate his show, and the rumors they were spreading from the stupid talk network was they were going to pick him up live, which, you know, he's on 7 to 10 out there, would be 10 at night to 1 in the morning here, which a lot of his fans would have been ecstatic. Oh, of course, they it. can't hear it in Broward, but he's doing real well out there. He's doing great. Mm -hmm. He just signed a new five-year deal. He's like an L.A. Um, celebrity now. Yeah. Are you sure? Morgan, I can say than some of us. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you were in some, uh, you had some bit part in some movie which was called 
Who knows? <laughs> it was called Who Knows? I saw that one. It was like, here, do you want to make $100 here stand in front of the camera? Oh, here he goes with the money again. Only $50. Only $50. Oh, jeez. Listen, I got Stan's new address. You can go over and uh, split up two grand. Out there. It is like just to see a whole strata of, um, what am I trying to say? Desperados. Uh, just a whole strata of wannabes. people. Yeah. Are like these middle class come from rich or middle class opulent families, well-educated people, and they're all starving out there. Yeah. So to all you actor wannabes, just stay where you are. Well, if you had some real talent like Leo. That damn faggot. I can't stand him. Like Leo. And <laughs> you'd be a big, a stupid star. You'd be a multimillionaire. And he'd be having lesbians doing each other out on the balcony of your apartment. Maybe I double should change my act. I don't uh -huh. know. Well, I just wanted to say hello because I was cruising around and saying hi to some Dave Caprita's back in town. I have a feeling you may be hearing from him. <clears throat> I don't or know. not. We'll see. Not on this station. I'll be on one coast or the other. I don't know. Oh, you're going on the coast. Dave Caprita's <laughs> going to be on the coast <laughs> with Bob Green and Cheryl. There you go. 97.3. Tune that baby in. Play an old uh, Michael Bolton record. At great. this stage, we can negotiate. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Hey, listen, they, uh, they like guys that work cheap. Let's go to Weston. Hello. Hello, Neil. How do you like that? Dave Caprita pops in here. You know who that is? I hope he makes uh, the TV show so I can see his uh, face. <laughs> Haven't seen oh, him yeah, He'll have to sign a release. Are we going to put him on the TV show? <laughs> oh, definitely put him on there. Wait till you see him. He is an axe murderer. I wanted to comment. I heard George on Monday, and I saw him last night. Yeah. Uh, he's excellent. There you go. Truly a breath of fresh air. Can I tell you, I don't want to I don't want to get carried away with this, but to give you an idea of how Bush League this joint is, George asked me off the air about a half hour ago, is it like official that he's filling in on my vacation? I said, as far as I'm concerned, the answer is yes. Because, uh, you know, the powers that be around here, we don't hear from them. We hear nothing. You know, I'm going on vacation in a couple of weeks, and this guy uh, is going to be doing the show. And they're just, uh, they just have, and like I've said before, as long as there is sound coming out of this studio between 10 and 2, and the spots get on here, they don't care what it is. It could be for four hours. They don't care what the hell the sound is. Well, it's, I don't it's know if incredible. I, on, I don't know if I'd go on vacation if I were you. Yeah, I'm not worried. Coming off that show. Uh-huh. Uh, no, I got a good contract. In fact, I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal with George. I'll sit in there and answer the phones and run the board. He can do the show for the next four years, and I'll just take, we'll still take the same paychecks. I mean, I'm not giving up any of my cash because, you know, I'm at the end of the line here, but uh, it's okay with me. Well, you know, he was a bit of Neil Jr., but he had his own head on his shoulders, and mm -hmm. he had his own material. Well, he's definitely got his own head, no question about that. I don't want no head from him. Uh, but no, it was enjoyable. Or Caprita. Oh. Who, who's going to be on tonight, then, on the TV? Is it going to be George again? Me. Okay, we don't so, want to overdo it, okay? Yeah. I remember when Wally Pip loaned Lou Gehrig that glove, okay? I'm not uh, playing that game. Uh, but my advice, if George was in another market, he could dominate. Yeah. They, we, you know. I think when dixie he'd be pretty good. <laughs> All right, can I call someone a douchebag? Go ahead, sir. Bart uh, and Damon, you're headhunting douchebags. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Boy, Dave Caprita's here today. We had a very mysterious Stan Major uh, sighting. We have an open line in Broward, 5670560. Why do I? I'm not even giving a number out now. See, see the difference? I wish, I hope you, I hope you get a shot of this screen, okay, and show how fast on the whammy show, show how fast these empty lines light up immediately. Just because I said we had that one pair of tickets, and if I'm in a good mood, and we have had a couple of good calls. You notice how the calls have gotten better since I said that? Uh -huh. Yeah, now all of a sudden they got all kinds of good stuff to say. They're in a good mood. They actually almost like me now. If I got nothing free for them, they hate me like poison. You're miserable. You're an anti-this. Uh, you're a bigot. Yeah. But as soon as I say we got one lousy pair of tickets, free tickets, and God only knows where the hell they are, probably a nosebleed for the Dolphin-Bills game on Sunday. So how about that? Because it was a holiday weekend, it was Labor Day, the NFL, out of desperation, I guess, out of embarrassment, 
They've extended for one more day. See, some markets like Buffalo and uh, New England, they've sold out all their games for the entire season already, like ahead of time. But a make-believe phony sports market like this one, they're still pleading and begging, and they can't, they can't give them away. Well, we can. We'll take care of one pair. Thanks to our good, close, personal friend, Sam the uh, Scam, our promotions guy, because he's trying now to, like, uh, <laughs> uh, pretend he's doing something. Here's Kendall. Hello. Uncle Neil? Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. Listen, as an intelligent Cuban-American male, I just want to say that I enjoy your show. Oh, my God. We actually have a Cuban-American who's not one of those little punky Julios who all sound the same, who think that this show is their personal play toy. Thank God for you, oh. sir. That's right. And thanks thanks to you and uh, Hank, my work days are a lot better. There you go. And one more thing. Yes? Today's my one-month anniversary with my girlfriend, and nothing would make her feel better than a pair of tickets. Uh-huh. Well, congratulations to you. Oh, is he gone? Gee, I was just, I was going to give those to him, too. Now he's gone. He, uh, <clears throat> I guess he gave up too soon, as soon as I played that. He figured that's certainly magnanimous of me just to give him that nice little greeting there, and certainly he wouldn't beg around and suck for tickets after that. Oh, he said his girlfriend will suck for tickets. We have an open line in date, five, six, seven. Oh, there you go again. Th this is scary. This, this it just tears my guts out watching this. They don't care about me. All they care about is them. They just want. What, what can we give you? What do we got? I mean, can I just empty out my wallet? Can I, like, get some of the uh, crap off the floor here? Some of the old the drippings from some of the meals we've had, some of the uh, crumbs. Pack them up to you. You know something I should never have thrown out the... Uh, and by... Oh, guess who I saw this morning coming to work? On the corner? Over at Chuck's Subcenter, right over here? No, right over... Well, wherever the hell it is, okay? I'll finger it out. I love you. And Chuck, the Subcenter, the food is great. We appreciate them. But the food you... I mean, it was great, but enough for 40 people. And I did throw out about two pounds of it, which means I ate six pounds. All I wanted was like a little meatballs with cheese and uh, onions, okay? Little uh, scatkins there, that's all. And she sent over, a, just the way, as soon as I uh, put that thing in my hand. I mean, next to Enrique, I've never had anything that vivid and massive in my hand in my life. It was just, it was unbelievable. <laughs> exactly. Uh-oh, we're blowing Enrique's nose again. Oh, oh, nose. Well, what the hell, why the hell not? My good friend Enrique. Now, there's somebody you ought to get to know. My good post buddy, which the release date on the single is until September 22nd, by the way, so you're hearing it first. This is an advanced copy of the single, which is called uh, something. Esperanza. As in, we have absolutely none. Not on this show, we don't. Not that TV show. Oh, he, he, oh, I am so sorry. Now, now, wait a minute. You're laughing at him. All spicks. Say that almost every one of them does that. Z Only the Spaniards. Well, he's Spanish. He was well, born in España. Okay, don't be making like he's some kind of a pansy because he said Esperanza. That covers it up. Esperanza, like some kind of a. I mean, that's that's, that's the a way good disguise. He, that's the way he speaks. Be. And that's the name of the song, so I wouldn't be surprised if he says many times in here. Esperanza. Gracias. Okay. Oh, God, if you had any idea. I guess I guess I just kissed in the wrong spot. That was bad. It's one. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Well, there was like a little fur on that thing. <laughs> I got a little fur in my nose there. I'm sorry. Sorry, Enrique. Oh, my God. I hope he goes a fur piece. It's a one QAM. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. 
Any questions? QM. Sometime in this uh, next 25 minutes, we're going to give away a pair of tickets for the Dolphins and the Bills. Oh! They love me now, baby. Oh! That's right. They love old... They feel good. That's right. Anytime he's got something that uh, they want. Here's a mobile and Kendall. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. What's up? How you doing? Um, I saw you on uh, Gamey. I mean, Whammy. Gamey, Gamey, yeah. 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 What's, what, what's the deal with that guy getting behind you? The guy, oh, that Gamey Al Goldstein? He's a little gamey. Yeah. Yeah, what about it? Were you jealous well, or so what? that? You, you, you're, like, enjoying it. No, I was not. He was. He oh, was he was? Red in the puss. Okay, have a great day, pal. Pretty weak. We have an open line in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the Mobile One line. Doesn't he, he doesn't understand what Whammy's all about, does he? That's a gay club, you moron. Okay, where are we going? Let's uh, Miami with 14 question marks. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir? Yes, I was listening to your show earlier this after, this morning. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I love your show, and I, but, I think George is cool, but, but, I, I, but I don't I don't understand. But... He says, uh, well, you know, that it's uh, the other Hispanics. I'm, I happen to be a Cuban, but I'm married to a Honduran. Honduran? And, yeah. Oh, and, man, look out. No, she's white. She's white, and I don't I don't understand. Does she's he think white? That, does, she, does he think that Cuba's the only island that the Spaniards went and lived in? Uh-huh. There's plenty. Well, he's wrong. So a lot of it is a town of Honduras where there's plenty of white people, and mm-hmm. I don't like... Yeah, Caprillo said there's a lot of white people in Santa Barbara. You know, and I bet the guy that just called you, I bet he's a Cuban. The guy that was just making fun that of you jackass, with Al Goldstein. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, and I don't that like jackass that wants a date with Al Goldstein. Exactly. Uh huh. And I, I, you know, I was watching the show the other on uh, last night on Whammy, and he was he was also talking about well, I'm I'm from Europe. I'm from a fifth world country, but my family's from Europe. My ancestors. Your ancestors. Is what I said. Okay. I and my grandmother. My ancestors are from Russia, right. and I'm embarrassed about it. They're from. I didn't say there were white people and, and, in South yeah. America. Asshole. No, Central America. Okay. Quick, we're Central guy America. Well, this guy's a good guy. And then he put up ten question marks because he thought you might not be Cuban. No, he I He thought you Cuban. might be Puerto Rican. He my, really hates the Puerto Ricans. My grandparents are Spaniards, and let me tell you, when I went to Spain, they treated us like crap. Do they say Esperanza? Do sure. They do, you know. A, like that? But, I mean, I don't, I don't like that. He says, oh, like all Central Americans. I want to say one thing before you let me Who go. Who said now. that? Because, you no, said you said that. all other Hispanics. I didn't you say they weren't white. Hispanics except Cubans are a bunch of uh, Schwarzers, I think is what because you said. Because what, what Neil said today earlier on the show... Isn't that what you said? You said they were either like a half-breeds or Indians or Schwarzers, but definitely not like white people. So, something like that. Neil, let me say one thing. Yeah. Cubans came to this country as refugees. The Central and South Americans are coming here as immigrants. And as a refugee, you get a lot more help from the government. Yeah. And that's something no, that a gotta, lot of these people you gotta have say right. you got to say refugee. you got to say right. right. Uh, the, a lot of the Cubans that did come here in the 60s, they were educated. They had a lot of... They were middle and upper class Cubans. Mm-hmm. That's why they were able that to song, adjust like here. a refugee? Yeah. That's why they were able to adjust in the United States. And we have to understand that these people coming now are very poor. They have lack of education. And it's going to take more time for them. I think I like, sure. I think I like the Colombians the best, you know. I'm an atheist, Neil. I, I believe, you know, 100% what you the say. Guy. Oh, it's the guy. The FIU student. Yeah, right. No wonder he's putting words well, in my mouth. Will you stop? Will you stop the crap, okay? We have an open line in Dave, 5670560 and pound 560 on the mobile one line. Yeah, but he was excellent. He ripped the crap out of you. I liked it. 22, well, if you're going to be on the air now, like, uh, you're going to take a lot of crap, okay? Don't oh, amen, but not from him. Yes, from him. Oh, from one of your sucks. people. He's no, Cuban. Not. Yes, he he's is. He's a self-hating Cuban. Guy. He's Cuban. Like Emmy Schaefer would say, it was he's a Cuban. Commie. He's In always fact, he calling probably, that commie He's probably crap. dating, uh, what's his name, Venus the Penis Shira right now. They're probably hanging together. 
I don't know what the hell he is, and I don't care. Why are you so obsessed with worrying about what that people guy. are? That's not, forget about that guy. I'm just talking in general. What difference does it make? Colombians, well, Mexicans, Nicaraguans, what, what difference does it make? As long as they're giving it up, I don't care who they are. There you go. 21 till 2 at 5. Pardon? If you only got a few moments, I know that Sammy Sam is over there breathlessly waiting for the name of our wiener. So if we ever get a good call. Well, that guy, you're right, that was the guy from uh, FIU with a news story. He's probably related to those other little uh, Julios. You know, they're all like uh, one little circle. They're sitting around in a circle jerk with all these wild stories. And his wife is from Honduras. This guy wouldn't know a Honduran if uh, they stuck his finger up his... Rectum. In fact, maybe that's what's going on right now. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. How's it going, Neil? Okay, sir. Uh, I've got a story for you. I'm going on vacation with my family, and I uh, wrote a letter to, to my uh, son, teacher. To tell him we were going on vacation in two weeks, hoping uh -huh. to get to work in advance. I uh -huh. get a letter back from the principal, along with a state statute that says she's going to have me arrested if I try to take my son out of school if he's not ill. Excellent. Good choice. Okay, we have an open line in Broward, 5670560. And what's he looking for? Sympathy to school? School year's just starting now. I mean, he just got through it like a two- or three-month vacation, and now you're taking your kid on vacation again. I say call a goddamn uh, whatever it is. Yeah, the Truman officer. The Truman officer. Yeah, call Jim Carrey. He's got the uh, Truman officer waiting just to take your kid to the Hoosgal, and you too. Take the Gonsam and Spocha away and lock him up and throw away the key. Get out of here with your boring story, okay, pal? In fact, he probably wants to go to the Dolphin game just before they send him all to jail. Let's go to a uh, mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. How you doing? I just got a quick commentary in reference to the uh, Dombrowski. And, yes. Uh, I understand he's been, I know he's been getting like a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, uh bad press about the getting a million dollar salary. Uh-huh. My only, I, you know, I'd rather give him or any general manager a million dollar salary than a, at best, mediocre ball player getting paid more than that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, sports is one of the few industries where the man management makes less than the employee. Yeah. And that's really just, you know, all I want to say. Okay. Thanks. And God bless you. Yeah, the fact that Dombrowski said he's going to stay here for five more years and uh, Smiley yesterday had that pointless, most idiotic uh, press conference in the history of mankind. You put it all together in the John Henry thing. They were working out the details, right? You know, on one side of the uh, stadium, they were having a press conference with Smiley. And on the other side, John and Henry and Wayne's people are all sitting there crossing the T's and dotting the I's. Dotting the... <laughs> and uh, having a good time. And it's, it's a done deal, okay? So maybe we had a little premature evaluation yesterday, but trust me when I tell you, Wayne is out oh! with a goddamn Marlin. See ya, Wayne. See ya, Baldy, you pockmarked jackass. Here's a Deerfield. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I see you survived the uh, sighting from the bird there. Yeah. Not bad, huh? The bird? It's not the bird. It's not the bird? You don't know the difference between the bird and Captain Dave? Is that who that was? Yeah. Oh, my mistake. Yeah, the bird is... Uh, <laughs> oh, it is the bird. You're right. See? Yeah, you had a good point. Just as long as he doesn't say anything. Well, doesn't, let him just play something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, um, I was supposed to get a couple of tickets to the Allen Brothers, and uh, they never made it in the mail. If you missed the Neil Rogers show yesterday on 610 WIOD, you missed this. Is this the bird? Yeah. Bird, how you doing? Okay. Listen, do me a favor, play anything, because I can't stand listening to you. Uh, you sound like a douchebag. 
Do uh, I? Just do me a favor. Play anything. Well, can I ask you a question before you go? Oh, God, you sound so stupid. I hate to talk to you. Yeah, go ahead. Well, why did you call me? I didn't call you. No, no, just to tell you not to say anything. Just play something. Oh, God, I can't stand it. Well, then why are you listening? Oh, play something already. Why won't you answer ah, my... Oh, I can't stand it. You won't, see, he won't talk to me. Oh, we got a car here. Hello. <laughs> they love the man. They want, they want him back. Don't we all want him back? No. Oh, I'm sorry. George wants him back real bad. No. Here's uh, Virginia Key. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Jesus. That show, that show off the air is better than the one on the air. You're right about that. <laughs> oh, oh, you heard about the uh, part about Joe and that the little problem of his uh, <laughs> yeah, lack of understanding what life's all about? Yeah. <laughs> Joe needs to take a long chat in the uh, cucumber oh, patch and see what ever. life is really all about. Yeah. How naive. He's clueless. Say, is, is Caprita still there? He's here. Hey, Caprita, you're full of crap. Uh-huh. He's in town to get a job, isn't he? Uh-huh. Why don't you go to your benevolent Uncle Neil and, and, and get food stamps to work with him? No. I miss those Zeta days, Neil. Only $50. Yeah, well, they were great. I mean, just like uh, Phil Hendry, I know that you can't bring him back. But Are God, you sure? Yeah. Those were great days. Yeah, but wait, yeah, but wait a second. Hey, Neil. Yeah. Uh, ask, uh, is Caprita on mic or is he off? He's in there. He's uh, close enough. What's he? Hey, Caprita, ask, ask Neil, Uncle Neil to tell the story about his first date. Was that, was uh, that you? That was the classic that story. That was the, the last time I was in town. Oh, it, you're, it would be redundant. Neil, the new listeners would love to hear that story. That's the best story that Definitely. you've ever told in your life. What, it, that story about the grasser at Michigan yes, State? Yes. You went, you went out with a home <laughs> Yes. Before Jesus. you... When you were uh, dating women, she wasn't <laughs> yeah. a homecoming queen. I've dated many queens, but she wasn't a homecoming. It was a, uh, you believe me, she but was beautiful. Her, her name was uh, Charlene. Well, if you play along, it just sounds better when you say she was the homecoming queen. Yeah. yeah. But if I say queen, they'll misconstrue uh, it. Yeah. They'll misconstrue it. Okay, thank you so much, sir. And Caprita says thanks for the memories. Get out of here. It's uh, open line of day. So that means we're going to have to bring this dolphin thing right down to the wire. Am I doing this intentionally? Uh-huh. You bet. But you got to ask, for Christ's sakes. Although that one guy was on the verge of asking, which is why I got a real quick dial tone. Ask and you'll get it. But we got to give it away in the last 10 minutes of the show. One pair for the big game, the Dolphins and the Bills. Anybody concerned about that? Anybody whipped up to a frenzy? No. I didn't think so. And that Johnson kid, that uh, rookie quarterback, they better hope that he stays healthy. Because if they bring little Flutie in there, look out, baby. He's going to do that touchdown. Jesus! I bet you they don't know that on the West Coast out there, the uh, Shroud of Turin. When Jesus got his hands up in the air, he was just going to touch down Notre Dame, that's all. What the hell's wrong with these assholes? Crucifixion, my ass. Ten before. We better hurry up here, man, because we got these tickets to the boy. Miami, hello. Hey, Neil, how's it going? Okay, sir. Neil, are we still going to have that uh, god-awful announcer doing those hockey games? Or is he left to New Jersey and never coming back? You mean Christina? Moron. Yeah. One? Yeah, he's coming back. He's coming back. Uh-huh. I wouldn't be surprised if they put him oh, on that uh, six-day talk show again, too, knowing these people. Between him and Geldy. Moron. Yeah. A match made in heaven. Oh, man. Hey, listen, uh, can I have those tickets? Okay. That's great, man. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Shocked you, didn't I? Yeah. Hang on. Did I shock you? Yep. Okay, hold on. You sure you want them? Of course, Who man. are you going to take with you? Uh, a buddy of mine. Okay, hang on. He wants him. I just wanted to make sure. I don't want to give him to somebody that's like a Buffalo fan. He's definitely, well, wait a minute, ask him. He's not a Bills fan, is he? No, he's a Dolphin fan. He's a Dolphin. We got Donnie B coming up oh. with talking baseball, baby.
from 2 to 2.30. Isn't that what everybody's been uh, waiting for? No. We got the Marlins game. Anybody interested in that? The Marlins and the Rockies? No. Is they getting real close to 100 losses? Anybody care about that? No. Bet your sweet ass we don't. Now you'll see how loyal these people are. They're all gone. Now that I gave that one pair of tickets away. Here's a mobile in Sunrise. Hello. Yo, Neil. You didn't want those tickets, did you? Uh, really not. No, that's all right. If you that's have right. an extra pair, you know, I would take them. <laughs> I got a pair now. Hey, uh, Neil, uh, it's nice talking, uh, it's nice hearing Dave Capito. I hope he comes back on the air, man. Right. And, uh... We need nothing... some talent on the air down here. Yeah, they could take all that guy, uh, Mandridge. Yeah, that guy can go to sleep, man. Yeah. I hate that guy. Anyways, yeah, the Mandridge guy. Yeah. And, uh, as far as for more programming, uh, what these guys have to do is they have to put more of, uh, take out Ed Kaplan with his gambling stuff and put more of uh, J.T. LeBrick and all these night guys, which are really, really good hardcore stuff. You know? All right, we'll work on it. All right, man. Okay, Miguel. I want to bang you in the butt. Honey. Not this week. Okay, let's go to uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil, God. Yes, sir. Thank you for exposing this town, man. I actually got to get out of here and go to L.A. for a couple of days and hear Phil and all that. And I mean, oh! that town ain't that. I mean, you're running this like ten times better than this. But it's, are you like, sure? Yeah, positive. And I mean, the sports people over there are loyal. Over here, I mean, they actually care when the Kings fail. They actually care when Mike right. Piazza left. Well, that's because they're actually following the sport, and they really know what they're talking about as opposed to here where they just give a lot of misinformation, and it works out fine because the callers don't know either. Oh, I know. And the I mean, there's little kids that were calling Hank the other day talking about Roger Maris. They wouldn't know Roger Maris if he punched him in the puss from his grave. I mean, they have no idea who the hell he was, what the hell, uh, nothing. And they don't care about Mark McGuire either. I work in a building, and it's like that man sat there and made baseball history, and they're still talking about... Oh, what are you doing then? I decided, I mean, they don't care. They don't yeah. care that Wayne Heisinger destroyed the Marlins. Uh-huh. But I'm going to have my revenge, and I'm, I got my season tickets, and I can't wait to go into that arena a couple months down the road when there's no Beezer, Jovo does his normal flop, and all you got to look at is Kevin Week and Siv McLean. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. sitting there, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is real exciting. Look at the new building, but uh-huh. uh, when I can't. Well, I'll tell you, you will like the building, though. I guarantee you. You haven't been in there yet? Oh, no, I haven't oh, walked wait, around it. But wait never... till you see it, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be good. The one good thing is lots of places to go and things to do and lots of different kinds of food and places to hang out and bars and joints. And uh, that's what we'll be doing. You know, once the second period starts, we'll be doing all that stuff because nobody wants to see the rest of the game. Yeah, I got a feeling it's going to be like the first couple seasons of them originally whenever nobody went there except the actual loyal hockey fans who yeah. wanted to see the game. Now, well, well the, the novelty of the arena will uh, get a lot of us in there. But then after that, who knows? Oh, yeah. Welcome to South Florida, man. I'll okay, go back pal. to L.A. as soon as possible. Good luck to you. All right, bye. Have a great life. There's a guy that's going to a civilized place with all those uh, wild people out there on the West Coast. All those mudslides. Hey, listen, that's going to do it. We had a trem- Did we have a tremendous day today? Uh-huh. No, we, it was okay. It was all right. On this end, it was spectacular. God, I'm going to tell you. Oh, God. I, had no, I, I never realized how good I was till today. Whatever, what does that mean? I never realized how great I was until this show today. Speaking of great, Donnie B. I guess Tommy was supposed to do the show. He left his condoms home. So Donnie B's going to be doing the talking baseball show. And then the Marlins game is coming up. Oh. It's going to be uh, something. We can't say the word on the air. Donnie, 99. I'm sorry. I haven't gotten that down pat yet. I've got to talk you to you. You have one thing down more. pat, though. You learned to milk this uh, thing for all it's worth, like Hank did yesterday. He's no fool. <laughs> You're learning from the master. Milking yet Sonny on there for a half hour. He had Ralph Hawk on there for like an hour and a half. How can a China? Well, you got what? to learn to speak Yiddish, too, Donnie, if you're going to make it in this business. Schlepper. How's that? Not bad. That's not too bad. Schlepper. Don't talk about bluff that way, though. Not a good idea for your future or your career. <laughs> hey, well, who was that 12-year-old kid you had doing your show Monday? Yeah. What? Like I said, <laughs> the pot calling the kettle pink. Well, I know. That's why he's my age, and you keep calling me a 12-year-old kid. So I figured... No, not, not you and Geldy that's 12. Oh. We yeah. called you like a 17-year-old kid. <laughs> Which isn't probably that far from reality. Hey, listen, I got news for you. You got balls of an elephant compared to Gelly, so what are you complaining about? 
Well, I appreciate that, I think. Yeah, that was like a back-ass-handed compliment. Yeah, I thought that's what it was. So let's see, the Marlins blew it up. Let's talk some baseball. Isn't that the name of the show? Let's talk about Ryan Duran and uh, Jim Constanti and all that uh, great Yankee pitching staff, Louis Arroyo, Whitey Ford. Ryan Duran was a... You know, he had alcohol problems. You don't want to take shots at him. I'm not taking shots at him. He uh, had glasses. You know what Ryan Duran looked like? Yeah, I do. You yeah. know that when he used to warm up, when you bring him in from the bullpen and warmed up, he used to throw purposely, hit the screen with a couple of pitches. He used to throw so hard, and they had bad eyesight legitimately and had no idea where the ball was going, and the hitters used to freak out. Exactly. That was one of his best assets. That's right. Uh, Al Leiter used to talk about that all the time. It's called purpose, purposely wild. Yeah. Although he probably didn't do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Sure. What do you think about this whole McGuire thing? You were getting into it. Uh, I, what's there to say? It was great in the uh, nationwide. They had gigantic ratings in here because it's not a sports town. It was pretty weak. Half the ratings in this town had a 7-7 share on Fox, on Channel 7 locally, and na nationwide had almost a 13 there rating. Well, Dawson's Creek was on down here, you know. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh-huh. And plus we have Whammy down here that don't have that anyplace else. That's true. They probably that's... thought Out Loud was still going to be on. <laughs> With Drek, Bill Drek. Yeah, see, there's more Yiddish. Now he's saying Drek. Very good, Donnie. You're coming along. I know a little Yiddish. I'm a, yeah. you know, honor, honorable mention uh, Jew, Jewish person. Jew? Yeah, well, I don't Jewish want... person, yeah. Well, don't start, this is talking baseball. It's not the Neil Rogers show. You gotta, you're going to get the sports people upset if you start doing my shtick. They don't have a sense of humor. I'll don't mix, start talking this crap. I'll mix the two. Don't San, be talking Jews and stuff like that. Sandy and, Koufax. Yeah, Sandy Koufax was Jewish. How about Joel Horland of the White Sox? He was Jewish. Hank Greenberg. Yeah. There you go. Hank Goldberg. Him too. Did he play baseball? Nicky Rivers. Mickey <laughs> <laughs> Rivers, I thought, was Jewish. Hey, if it was good enough for Rod Carew, it's good enough for Mickey Rivers. Didn't he have a gambling problem? I heard Hank talking about. Let me just say this to you. I, here's the real test. You got 26 minutes before the pregame show, okay? Okay. If you can drop as many names in the next 26 minutes as Hank does in five minutes, then you know you'll have it made. All right. That's what I'll shoot. For. You got to work on that. That's what I'll shoot for. I can drop yours first. You talked to me, so I, you know, I was talking to Neil Rogers earlier in the show. Yeah, that'll get you far. <laughs> From about here to 2.05. Cliff Floyd won't talk to me anymore, I'm sure. Yeah. And what about Jimmy Johnson? He's a big fan of yours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Dave Dombrowski. Well, see, you can, you can be the opposite of all the ass kisses we got on this station. You can be just exactly the opposite, because you're not on Wayne's payroll like some of these other twerps like Geldy, and you can uh, tell it like it is. Now, submarine people. In fact, just even make it up just to piss them off. That'll be great instead of all these ass kisses we got on there. Exactly. Man, oh, man. I mean, Jimmy's uh, butt must be getting sore from all the ass looking it's getting on this station. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway, I, I tried to break more stories like you did yesterday. With that you. We, hey, we had it right on the head. We were just a little bit premature. That's uh, the way it goes. And, of course, when you're going to have a premature evaluation, you always got to wear your... What do you have? Yarmulke? Condom. Oh, condom. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, have a great day, Donnie. We killed five and a half minutes for you. Great. And the uh, bill's in the mail. Hey, well, I appreciate it. You See take ya. care of yourself. I will. All right. Always all do. All right. All right.